Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's working. We got a new studio. And I just pressed the button and nothing changed. And I'm like, okay, it's broken already. No, it's working. <laughs> so we're streaming now at a substantially higher bit rate. This is crazy. We're in a brand new studio. So the sound may be crazy and uh, whatever. You look, you just got to do it. And we're going to do it. And so uh, we got some news, man. You guys probably heard the big news was Southwest Airlines canceling over 2,000 flights. And the rumor was there was either a tr- air traffic controller strike or a pilot strike. Now, it's probably neither of those things. It's something substantially worse. I actually talked to a pilot. Well, I should say someone who told me they were a pilot. We're still, uh, you know, investigating the story. We're still getting statements and seeking to vet. But I used to work for O'Hare. I'm sorry. I used to work for American Eagle Airlines at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. So there's jargon, you know, this, this individual's telling me and I'm like, this, he's probably legit. And he said, there's no strike. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a sick out or anything like that. It's worse. It's when you have vaccine mandates, people work to as, as hard as they can work, and then all of a sudden they just reach their limit and say, I can't do this. I'm calling in. And so a lot of people may just be independently calling out, which is causing an airline collapse. And that's worse because we're seeing this with Biden's vaccine mandate. We're seeing it across the board with the economy. Shortages are getting worse. And now they're warning us for one, Fauci, I don't even know if he's going to give us Christmas. Maybe if we cross our fingers and, and ask him nicely, he'll say yes. But now we're being told you better go shopping now because you're you're not going to be able to get those toys later on. So we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this this uh, uh, Pentagon. What was he? A Pentagon a chief, a general or uh, w- software engineer. software engineer? Yeah. One of the saying first that ones. yeah, we're absolutely behind in, in terms of cyber war. Taiwan says they're they're gearing up for war. There's a lot to talk about. So with that being said, we will uh, uh, try our best to make sure this new studio setup works. But if you don't just roll with it, you'll never know where the bugs are going to be. So we actually did a few test streams. Everything seems to be good. And uh, joining us today to talk about all this is Tom Sauer and Colin Myers. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. My name is Tom Sauer. Uh, I'm a former Navy EOD officer, a bomb disposal officer, uh, special operations bomb, spo- bomb squad. And uh, also currently, my current line of work is I own a uh, mental health and addiction treatment company, uh, primarily focused on veterans right now. It's called the MacArthur Group, but uh, our main company is Miramar Recovery in we're in Orange County, California. And uh, one of my partners in all this is my Naval Academy classmate and good friend, uh, Colin Myers. Thanks, Tom. Tom and I were classmates. Graduated Naval Academy back in 2006. Yep. Um, I went on to be a submarine officer mm-hmm. and then was dealing with communications after that. And finally, uh, joined forces here with Tom at Miramar Recovery. Yeah. Right on. Well... We got a full house tonight because we got we got Luke here as well. I mean, this studio's freaking incredible. Can we do a wide shot? The wide yeah. shot is pretty cool. I can't I, hold on. Okay, we'll do it later. All okay. right, all right, we'll do it later. But I also brought in some some uh, art from my trailer. 
uh, right behind me. It says, we don't dial 911. I got that in Florida, nice. of course. And he, and he has a sword. Uh, and, and a sword, you know, some, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just your local, you know, uh, parking lot, uh, how do you, vagrant? Yeah. vagrant? I, <laughs> I guess I've been called here. I, I don't know what that means, but they're calling me a vagrant here. I'm also a humble t-shirt vendor. Mm-hmm. And if you like the t-shirt I'm wearing, like the one that I'm wearing right now that says, if you, if you could question it, it's science. If it's not, it's propaganda. You could get your own exclusively at thebestpoliticalshirts.com, thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Thanks for having me. Hey, also, real quick, I want to point out, like, all this new artwork here. If you guys are looking for new artwork, there's a really cool new emerging artist. I think his name's Hunter Biden. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's expensive, though. It's really expensive. <laughs> I heard it. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah I hear he's good. He's really he's good. good. Yeah. Check Ooh, in yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Hey, Tom, how many bombs did you dispose of in your uh, career? A couple. No, yeah, not, uh, not too many. I was one of the guys. Most of my focus area was actually on Asia-Pacific. So I spent most of my time out there, like working like kind of the big picture stuff, China, North Korea, all that. So spent a lot of time in the tropics. I'm one of the few Navy EOD guys who did not go to Afghanistan. I did a brief stint earlier uh, in Iraq. It was very uneventful. But um, yeah, I'm not in Afghanistan. I'm not like the Hurt Locker guy. We kind of worked on a different world of that. Nice. We can talk about it a little bit. Definitely. And mostly and counter, counter weapons of mass destruction. So like nuclear weapons, cool. spent a little bit wow. of time at Los Alamos and Very cool. all that stuff. Taking a lethal dose of radiation, you know, more than once. Luke, Luke and I went to Fukushima. Yeah. Oh. So maybe. Wow. We're also not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Just bought a bunch of iodine. I think that's supposed to help. Hey, well, ladies maybe. and gentlemen, Ian Crossland, well, I don't have the sweet background like Luke has yet. I've got a light switch over there, but that's, yeah. it's going to be changing. Get some artwork <laughs> behind me. I have an array of crystals in front of me. And the UFO has returned. I don't know if we have a shot of that yet. We will. I will show everybody. Yeah, that Lydia's still fixing out, fixing yeah, all the yeah. new buttons. Yeah. Well, we, we have a new camera that takes a second. It's a it's a PTZ camera. Oh, oh. so you can't. It, you have to actually like. Yeah, it has it. like pre-programmed. It has to actually move. Very yeah. cool. Happy to yeah, be here, crazy. and I'm looking for. Oh, actually, before we get started, Wait, I, have, okay. I have a gift. This is for you, Tim, and for the Timcast crew. This is the Big Book of Hell. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> oh, heard yeah, of this. Yeah, oh yeah, Matt Groening's original works. This is the guy, the creator of The Simpsons, and in the early '80s, he uh, did a comic strip about this Binky the the the, the rabbit. And I want you to have it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I know you he was a Navy nuke. A cartoon by Matt. Do you know that? What's that? Oh yeah. He was at Macaronic was a Navy nuke. Cool. Nuclear engineer. Nuclear engineer. Oh, no. Nuclear cool. engineer. Yeah, yeah so uh, Homer Simpson in his position as a senior reactor operator in front of the panel comes from Matt's background. The, the, with the female rabbits, I think Marge is kind of his mom. Is supposedly like, Marge. Like, okay, you guys, yeah, I, have super, I have super cool stuff to show you. I have my new camera, so I'm going to show mm. you. I'm going to see if I can show you guys uh, the UFO. All right, UFO. let me know when that's in shot. It's right shot. there. There's the UFO. I'm spinning it. Woohoo. Let's go. <laughs> Second. And we'll Don't do the wide shot. Too much. Yeah, you'll throw it off altogether. And then we got a wide, shot. wide shot. Oh, snap. Do, 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 do. That's cool. Look at that whole room. Uh, here we are. I can't stoked. see it. I have to look it on my oh, phone. Oh, hey, look. The Virtual Shield ad is already oh, hey, pulled up. That. Don't forget, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast Arrow podcast, as well as all our other shows, which means actually we're going to have a lot more members-only content, especially from our new show, Tales from the Inverted World. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. Now let's get into the big story of uh, the day so far. Southwest canceled more than 2,000 weekend flights, and the disruptions are continuing. And this is story. This is a story from today. It's been update, updated after I covered it this morning. But I also did something interesting. I, there, was a, there was a post on Patriots.win, which is the, the big Donald Trump forum, and someone there said they were a pilot and they were like, Tim Pool, I know you, you browse here, hmm. you know, you better, you know, get, get in touch with me. And then I was like, okay. So I did a little digging, found the person's information. 
Turns out it wasn't actually the person who was posting. Uh, I'll leave out a lot of details, but it was someone related to uh, a pilot with Southwest who was relaying basically their story. And what I was told was there's no strike. There's no sick out. It's worse. It is part of what we've been seeing with the labor shortages across the board. When you push people too hard, eventually they reach their limit. So the vaccine mandates, for instance, was a huge smack in the face to a lot of these pilots who are already pushing their maximum hours. I'm being told that, you know, back in August, some of these people were already told by the by the by the FAA due to what, what they said, uh, federal aviation regulations. They couldn't fly. You fly too much. They're being spread too thin. And we saw the same thing happen earlier with Spirit Airlines. So we're seeing this across the board in almost every industry with labor shortages. You add on top of the fact that people are being spread too thin, a vaccine mandate. This is this is just bad policy across the board. But I know, uh, you, Tom, you were talking about having gotten a message from someone or having yeah. more insight on this. Yeah, so, so uh, what happened was that uh, Colin is friends here with uh, a number of Southwest pilots. And uh, also in my family, I've got uh, a pilot and an air traffic controller. And what happened was is uh, he got a text from one of his pilot buddies saying, like, hey, there's uh, a a walkout or, you know, when they say walkout, it's not a literal walkout. It's, uh, you know, folks calling in sick at air traffic controllers in Jacksonville. It's caused stop like 650 flights, more to follow. Just wait. The pilots are about to step in too. And it's just getting started. Spread the word. So then Colin says, well, I know Tom's got a lot of followers on Twitter, you know, for a non-public figure. And Tom knows people who have an awful lot of followers on Twitter. And he says, you want to put it out? Says, you want to put it out? Says Dave, said, go for it. So I did. And I was actually in the air. I was on the plane on the way out here from California. And I'm, uh, immediately Cerno retweets and then I send it out to, you know, our mutual friend, Jack Basovic, Kurt Slichter, all those guys. And it gets what goes super viral. It's got, I think we're like almost 6 million views now. It's insane. And we turns out like we, we broke the story. We scooped yeah. everybody else, which sounds crazy. And then we, of course, we, it seemed crazy to us at first because there was nothing about there's it nothing. anywhere we were searching. And- yeah. He, I, he, t- he tells me about it. Like, I'm not seeing anything about that. Do you know anything? I didn't see anything in the media. And so then it goes big. And next thing you know, we're, I'm in the plane the entire way. And, and it's just, I'm getting DMs. We're getting hit up by people. And then next thing you know, we hear about more and then more. And then I got a DM from somebody that says, Hey, Tucker Carlson would like to talk to you. And here's a number. I'm like, how do I know? Is it a non-account? I'm like, how do I know? So, you know, and he says he will talk to you on the phone. So I'm like, okay, sure. So I send like a, you know, probing text, like, hello, and then get a phone call and hello. (laughs) Hi, Tom. (laughs) This is Tom Carlson. I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so it it was great. So we talked for about 20 minutes and then I referred him to a few of our friends who are pots who spoke to and also spoke to the air traffic control. My family, she is unvaccinated and is planning on, you know, losing her job. Wow. Yeah. And so they're making plans and all that. And but, then but everyone else, yeah. Is that like, you know, a thousand people out of 50,000? You know, uh, I think or, we're or is it 6,000th number is that for controllers. That's the number I was given. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. 6,000 controllers are going to refuse vaccination. That's what they're looking to lose. That's that's what I was given. That's what. And uh, you, you know, know who you are. You're watching. If you want to text me and correct me, go right ahead. But you know the total number of air traffic controllers? Uh, 
I don't know. I can actually find out. I just phoned a friend. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but that friend of the family, she's watching. So, uh, you go ahead and text me. I mean, considering we're already dealing with labor shortages and, and, and problems with flights as it is, mm-hmm. 6,000 is no, you know, small number. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Tucker Carlson might be having a pilot on, on his show today, possibly. But I might have been the person introducing him to him. But this is, this is severe. We're talking about 3.1 thousand flights in four days canceled. Yeah. Now the union. 3,000 now. Yeah. (laughs) 3.1 in four days. Now the union is denying that this was a sick out, but the union, the pilots union, Southwest Pilots Union is actually suing Southwest because on December 8th, that is the deadline that Southwest put on their employees to get vaccinated Correct. or be fired. That is the day. And, you know, this could have been organized. This could have not been organized. Um, it, it's going to be playing out soon, but I definitely foresee this to become more of the norm. I'd yeah. see a lot more disruptions coming. Uh, former U.S. Congressman Ron Paul and former presidential candidate Ron Paul called today the, quote, great rebellion. So that right there kind of solidifies this kind of moment right now, which everyone's on edge. Everyone's waiting to see how these mandates are going to play out. Other people are calling some of these pilots terrorists. Some blue checkmark yeah. uh, individuals on Twitter are saying the pilots who are participating in a sick out are terrorists. And, and, and that's just hyperbolic, nonsensical language. And very interestingly, even when we saw workers union in Australia rise up, we saw a lot of people on the establishment left criticize them, even though it was a populist workers union standing up for their personal freedoms, for their bodily autonomy, for their individual rights as human beings not to be subjugated and jump through government hoops. So so a lot of things are, are moving. This is a fast moving story. It's only going to develop from here. And if it's not organized, as you said, Tim, this is only going to get be- get a lot worse. And if it is being organized, they're not going to say that it is. Exactly. Got right. some and, they told us it was the weather. It's yeah. like, it's the weather. I'm like, bull freaking crap. Yeah. Oh, the weather's only affecting one airline out of all the other airlines <laughs> right. out there. You got to be kidding me. I mean, we're not that stupid. Southwest released that statement. The mainstream media regurgitated it. I mean, what kind of bull crap are they trying to give well, to here, the American people when they're telling everyone it's the weather, guys? Here, here's bull the be- crap. Here's the best part. So, uh, the other night we were watching Family Guy, like yeah. a new episode on, on, on Fox 5. I don't know. Is that like the local DC channel or whatever? The news comes on. And the big story is Southwest cancellations. At this point, it was over a thousand. And the lady said, Southwest has canceled over a thousand flights. They said in a statement that it was due to weather and issues with tra- air traffic control. The FAA issued a statement saying that there was no shortage of air traffic controllers or, and then I was like, wait, 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 wait. Who said shortages? Like, why did they include that statement? Mm-hmm. So what you learn is the news, the news outlet knew that there was a story about a shortage. And they included the quote from the from the FAA, but not the actual information, the context you needed to understand why the FAA said that. Right. What that says to me is that the news is withholding information from yeah. people because they don't want. Here's what I think. I think if regular people realize that 6,000 air traffic controllers are going to refuse to be vaccinated. And it looks like from the FAA, 14,000 air traffic controllers in the U.S. That's the total. Okay. 14,000 plus, it says. That's, yeah, that's true. Consider air travel done. But if that's the case, how many more people are going to be like, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And that's why they're so worried about these celebrities, yes. too. Yeah. It's I a mean, stare it, down, though, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Right now you're having 
you know, establishment, whether this is like a major corporation, whether it's a government agency, and then you got the people and like they're having the stare down like, hey, somebody's going to have to blink. Yeah, Eventually, welcome somebody to the United will. States. But it's not right. just it's not just Southwest. Oh, it, yeah. There's other cool. elements of society that are saying, no, 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 no. My body, my choice. I get to decide what I get to put inside of myself, including Amtrak. The Amtrak yeah. uh, official that. Twitter account just posted that there's going to be some shortages of trains because of, quote, unforeseen crew issues. Yeah. What unforeseen <laughs> crew issues are you talking about? There's also Kyrie Irving, an NBA player that gets paid $15.58 million. He's putting his contract on the line because he's refusing to bow down to the authoritarians and they're telling him you might not be able to play home games and that's what might happen in just a few moments from now so, so and and it's also national guardsmen there's there's also reports of over 100,000 troops not taking the vaccine not budging so so there's there's a lot more people out well, here that are saying no than than we even know about here, here's what i think we're seeing right now it's um we we we've talked about this quite a bit the rat experiment the rat utopia experiment yeah. what was it carl carl schlichter is that the name of the guy I think so uh we went through how long, like a year of lockdown, a little bit longer. And then it was this summer. They said, oh, okay, everything's going back to normal. And then it's all coming back again. Are, are you guys, I'm sorry, not the rat utopia experiment, the, the hope experiment. Sorry. Oh, I got it wrong. Yeah. Are yeah. you guys familiar with the hope experiment? Not terribly. No, no. They take three cylinders. They put rats in them. They're full of water and the rats swim desperately. After 15 minutes, the rats give up and die. They then did another experiment. They put the rats in the cylinders. After 15 minutes, the rats give up, but then they pull the rats out, dry them off, let them rest, put them back in. Then. The rats swam for 60 hours. Six zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six yep. zero. Because they felt hope. They were like, I will, that hand will save me again. Mm. That was uh, the so, Dr. Kurt Richter out of Kurt Harvard. Richter. I can't, why, why did Kurt I say Schlichter's on the right, show right, from right. So, I so if they're related. This, 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 yeah. is what I, this is what I think. You know, look, these, these, these cancellations and everything, it is going to get bad. The lockdowns are like the vaccine mandates are basically lockdowns. They're telling businesses you can't operate, you know, unless you do these things. And then we're seeing people say no to them, which is resulting in more economic strife. But this time people aren't going to freak out as much. They're going to they're going to hold out for hope because they've seen the return to normal, if only for a few months. That's a great observation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 experiment is terrifying, uh, especially with what, what could possibly happen here, because there's still a lot of unexplained issues. We still don't know exactly what's going on. We know that there's a lot of mandates, a lot of government pressure. We saw what happened with United Airlines with them pressuring their employees, firing their employees. So I, I could I could definitely see that this is not going to go away anytime soon. But there's also a lot of other issues. You know, there's there's estimates here that over 100 million people in the United States had already covid. Uh, this brings up the question of natural immunity. There's two 200 million estimated people that have taken the vaccine, but daily cases are still up 300% than they were from last year when there was no vaccine. What's going on here? What's the science? Dr. Fauci deserves to explain all of this, and there's no explanation. There's no conversation, and we should at least start with some of these basic facts and just be able to have an honest, real conversation about it, and we can't. I I think we need to recognize that they don't know. Yeah. And the problem is Dr. Fauci likes to always say definitive things Mm. and then get proven wrong. And the, and probably one of the most dangerous things he said was Christmas is canceled. And then everyone's like freaking out. And then he goes, I, I misread the science. It's not canceled anymore. Like then don't say it. Man, yeah. Because people are freaking out already. But hey, maybe that's what they want. He loves the attention. They want you spinning in circles confused. Exactly. And, that, and yeah. that's why when that's there was it, a man. major backlash, he went back on the science of yeah. canceling Christmas 
And just a, a few months ago, he issued a statement that he's granting permission for kids to go trick or treating. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're not. You're not the. You're not God. You, you might be Thank compared so to Keebler time. elves, but 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 that's not God. In, it, maybe in some religions it is, but 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 for frick <laughs> sake! Thank you, Lord God Emperor. Uh, Dr. Like Fauci. you don't get like like. Th- th- there's no science backed yeah. by it. It's all a popularity contest, and it's getting ridiculous by the day. Isn't he the highest paid federal employee? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's making yep. more money than like the president. Yep, making more than like a four star general because he's, I think he's been in that job that specific job yeah. like as, as long as like someone's been alive 40 like the years 80s, I think. Yeah. longer than I've been alive yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to know all the Let's income look. streams he has oh yeah oh yeah he's got, yeah. Book deal. He's got that Netflix documentary too no Disney it's Disney, oh, right? Disney. Oh, Disney Plus Disney you're Disney right Plus. thank yeah. you it had it, the Fauci to the new movie Fauci had like a 1.2 rating on uh, yeah. IMDb but it was a bunch of <laughs> fraudulent reviews so now they're fixing as a 5.8 oh, yeah. rating mm-hmm. sure they're like let's be real you can hate Fauci the story can be awful, but we put that documentary together very well. Yeah. Yeah. How many dislikes does it have now? Because they got rid of the comments. I want to see. I'm going to look it up. Why would they ever right get now. rid of the comments? It was 95,000 <laughs> dislikes uh, a couple days ago. Let's actually, can we? Yeah. Where's that on YouTube? It's on YouTube. It's it's the Fauci Disney Plus trailer to his documentary. That's a horrible picture of him. It's, by it's the way. Disney Plus with National Geographic. Like, I don't know if he's got, if he had a cheekbones done or something. All right. So, so, so we pulled it up. A hundred and five thousand dislikes. Oh my! So are, the National Geographic page. Are you on that one? Oh no, I'm on, on Disney Plus. Yeah, the Fauci official trailer has twenty one thousand dislikes. Yeah, on the National Geographic one, which comes up first when you type in Fauci National Ge- Geographic's documentary that was released a month ago, a hundred and five thousand dislikes. Seven point <laughs> seven. We got it. We got likes. it right here. Hundred and five thousand dislikes. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yikes, man. Oof. This is popular. Well, I'll tell mm. you this. People don't like uh, Dr. Fauci. Yes. Man, I don't. I mean, uh, who's going to who's gonna love North Korean-style propaganda films? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, there's no conflict. There's no drama here. There, it's Bono and George W. Bush acting like fluffers to Dr. Fauci. That's what the documentary is <laughs> about, okay? I don't want to watch that. If I want to watch North Korean-style propaganda movies, I'll watch North Korean propaganda movies. They're funny. It's got a yeah, better, they're better interesting. They're, they're thought-provoking. Yeah. At, at least there's there's something there that you know is, is kind of theater. But for them to play like they're unbiased and not interview anyone critical of him, not introduce any. I mean, they talk about the the AIDS drama a little bit, but but other than that, it's just glorification of a government bureaucrat. And there's nothing more disgusting, in my opinion, than to worship someone in in in, in public office. You should be holding them accountable. You should be uh, making sure that they're transparent. You should be making sure that they're accountable to the people. You should be making sure that they're working for you, not worshiping and celebrating these, I, I can't I even say it, family-friendly show here. Fauci, you're criticizing science. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. You know that. exactly. Yeah. The, the guy's a madman. He's a lunatic. So, so, so hold on. Don't don't show it just yet, but I pulled up the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. for Fauci, and um, yes. do you guys have a guess? A guess on the the official critic score? 99.999. Oh, official. Yeah. Official, first, official... Oh, don't look at the screen. I just oh, did. No, I already gave you my guess. I already up. guessed. I said 99.9%. All right, let's pull it up. Right. The, the the official critics give Fauci ninety one percent. Wow! But the audience score is two percent. Oh my gosh! This is, this is like the worst score Holy I've ever seen from an audience. They actually, but it's it's people who just don't like Fauci. Yeah, yeah they initially right. wouldn't didn't we, have that audience score. We, we should we should pull up the Dave Chappelle uh um, recent comedy the special. That was actually I I saw half of it. I was I actually pleasantly surprised. It was I didn't agree with everything he said, but it was it was good. 
I, I enjoyed it. I was able to sit back and, and enjoy it. Now we pull up Dave Chappelle, the closer. Oh, wow. official, official critics, 33%, audience score, 97%. You see how this works? Mm. Oh, yeah. There, 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 there are uh, clearly two different um, figurative species. The journalist. Yeah. The, 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 the better men, as they would call themselves. Our betters. Who, yes, our betters. And then everyone else. Right. And they're all sitting there clapping. Oh, Fauci is brilliant. And Dave Chappelle. Oh, how dare he? <laughs> it's digital hun- Hunger Games. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. In a lot of ways. Very, I mean, it's not, fortunately, it's not real Hunger Games. No, yet. no. We're not there yet. It almost is. I mean, with like AOC at the Met Gala oh, yeah. wearing that dress. <laughs> No masks, and right. then we see the the what was it? Uh, Seth Rogen at the at the Emmys, I think, where he's yeah. like, "Look at us all! We're not wearing masks." He's like, "What's what's wrong with us?" And they're all laughing about it, like they don't care. This <laughs> makes me think that it makes me cements the idea that authoritarianism doesn't work in art because you can't like force someone to think they like something they don't like. But then I'm thinking about Yunmi Park coming out of North Korea yeah. and how they don't even know what love is. Like they they don't understand that concept because it was never taught to them. So maybe authoritarianism does work in art and we're just seeing the beginning of them trying to do it and it doesn't work in the beginning well, it takes well, a generation it's look, a look, look at all these movies where they did like woke remakes or whatever i mean man I, I know you guys haven't seen the new craft because of just you know who you are as people who pay attention <laughs> and, and have good taste <laughs> but you guys you guys remember the craft right the old 90s movie with the, the witchcraft thing yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they remake it, okay. and, and the latest version is just like the most nonsensical, woke, religious garbage. It's not even a movie. It's just like doesn't make sense at all. David Duchovny, for some reason, turns out to be the bad guy, but mm. he like he apologizes to this girl for being mean with her, be, uh, you know, mean to her. She, she's the, he's the stepdad, and he's like, don't attack people because she right. she hit somebody, and then she gets all like shocked that he she was told not. It just the, the movie makes literally no sense. They cast a spell on a guy to turn him gay or something. <laughs> For real. Is it worse than Girl Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, at least Girl Ghostbusters was, like, just a bad movie. Sure. The craft is, like, random, woke PSA clips stitched together. Yeah. And so, you know, like what you're saying, Ian, that you can't force someone to like art. Yeah, but if that's, like, if there are people who will just clap, you know, in unison for the establishment, it's not about liking art. It's about just they're they're clapping to fit in. And mm-hmm. so they'll tell you they like everything. They like anything they're told to like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the comments on this Dr. Fauci documentary are absolutely glorious and <laughs> awe stunning. Someone wrote, uh, corporations and government working together against the people. Classic. Another person wrote, the gain of function is really going to be relatable to a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, and, and someone, someone, uh, wrote that they're going to make this movie into a ride at Disney. And the wait is going to be two minutes, but you're going to be in, you're going to be there for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the comments are absolutely beautiful and uh, glorious. Some people wrote, this is the sequel to Nuremberg 2.0. Mm. Again, a lot of people are saying a lot of different comments, lots of uh, let's go Brandon's, but uh, the comments are very entertaining to say the least. Nice. So uh, I, I, I think, you know, the, the, why didn't Trump fire the guy? Yeah, that's a very good question. Why didn't Trump fire a lot of people? You know, I think the reality is that the Trump presidency was was anything but a despotism. It was a guy who was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And he's kind of a loudmouth, but he didn't push too hard. And yeah. the problem was he should have fired a lot of people. He should have fired Fauci, but he didn't do it. And he could have done it. Yep. I think right now, as it stands, like the odds are, if you had to play the odds, I mean, a lot of people have these predictions. But one, I mean, it's pretty clear that Trump, he's going. And I mean, he's he's going for it this this next round. And frankly, I think he's going to get it. I'm not saying this is one of those things where, you know, whether it's necessarily what I want, like, and all that. But I, I, if I had to put bet money on something, and I think he's going to win. I really do. I know it sounds crazy, right? But, I mean, people thought it was so. crazy the first time around 
His 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 in, approval is up in rural areas. Yeah, we're we're hearing uh, uh, suburban areas that yeah. were anti-Trump are now supportive of Trump, even though he's not president. This is the craziest thing. Yeah. It's like approval now flipped over fifty percent in some suburban areas where yeah. they're it's like, he's not even the president, and they approve of the guy. What? Yeah, and he's going to go against like an animated corpse. Or he's going to go against a very unlikable, you know, former Maybe. cop. Yes. You know? Re reanimated, maybe. Re excuse me, re re reanimated, re 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 or yeah. maybe he's going to go up against Oprah. But more importantly, oh, he's yeah. probably going to have to go against Ron DeSantis. And there's a yeah. lot of Donald Trump supporters that are absolutely angry at him for yeah. his handling of of the events after his presidency, for not supporting them, for sure. not standing up with them, for raising a lot of money and yeah. then kind of sitting on it. There's a lot of accusations of of money just being thrown away. Of, I don't of disagree. Fraud. So, so there's a lot of disenfranchised Donald Trump supporters that are absolutely mad with him, especially with what he did to whistleblowers, yep. um, especially the opportunities he had, the opportunities he failed. I mean, if, if someone, I, I mean, a lot of people have been left after the Trump presidency being like, wait, what, what just happened? Yeah. What? what? Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to make America. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. A lot of people are disenfranchised, but a lot of people are also understanding how bad Biden is. Yeah. So it's going to play off. And with uh, DeSantis's, uh, you know, unfortunately, his wife came down with cancer, yeah. uh, breast yeah. cancer. Yeah, that wow. uh, that could be a game changer for it, because if things take a turn like him doing something like that while wife with cancer. That's Ron, a tough if you're one, listening, man. look into fasting. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what I, I think? I think uh, uh, Trump was he heavily focused on his e economic agenda, yeah. and he ignored the politics of it all. Yeah. That's kind of the problem with having someone, that a non-politician, as president. Exactly. Yeah. There, I was talking to somebody a long time ago in New York, and they were, they were mentioning, I think, Philadelphia. They mm -hmm. had, a, I don't know, it's, it's not a wolf, is it? But they, they mentioned they, they tried electing a businessman governor, and it didn't mm -hmm. work or something. I don't know the full details. Maybe you guys in, in Pennsylvania know this. But the, the, typically what you'll get is someone like Trump who thinks that he, you know, he, he's the CEO of this big company. He can be like, you're fired. Then he gets in the government, and he goes to somebody and says, you're fired. And they go, uh, you don't have the authority to do that. That's got to go through committee approval. We'll see you in a month. Yeah. And that person stays in the job or they yeah. got a weird federal union. So I feel like Trump mostly, I mean, he picked a lot of weird culture war fights. He focused on economics, which was was good, but they, 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 the swamp had him surrounded. Yeah. You know, he couldn't actually change things that needed to be changed. I mean, if the one thing he could have done was, I don't know, pardon Assange. Sure. Couldn't even do that. He he, he pardons the Detroit mayor guy. He said he doesn't know who Assange is. Nah. He said he loved WikiLeaks when he was running for president. And then what he's like, WikiLeaks? What's that? I don't even know what that is. When it played with favorite. I don't, yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, like you have yeah. an opportunity and chance to, to go against the establishment in such a way with just one little move, yep. correcting a wrong by the U.S. military industrial complex, correcting a wrong, yeah. a wrong by the intelligentsia, and you don't do it? But, but he, uh, 
fire Fauci. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even when he was not clearly not getting along with the guy. Right. Yeah. But, I, you know, he just he just didn't make these moves. And, 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 you know, if you think about this, like uh, I know you've had I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Curtis Yarvin, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing he's talked about quite a bit where it's like, hey, this is bigger than one man, you know, where it's like, you know, where like the president of the United States is like the leader of the executive branch in the same way that the Queen of England is like the head of state for, yeah, officially head of state, but doesn't have any real constitutional power. Has a little bit like on paper, but isn't really anything. He did a big long bit. I'm a big fan of his. And he did a long bit on Tucker Carlson today explaining all that. I hope you guys get him on. I mean, he is, he, he's, he's, he's fantastic, but he's just like, no, it's bigger than him. It's like you look at the entire federal government where it's just like, it's like fish in a coral reef. And then a giant wave goes over a hurricane. It's and such these a great analogy. All, it is, yeah. And, and the fish are just kind of like, you know, the actual federal employees. There's like, oh, what's that? something, you know, every election, something happened where it's like, it's bigger. Like that's, you know, and we call that, people call that deep state or the swamp, but it's decentralized. It's not some cabal. The administrative like state. Yeah. yeah, administrative state. Yeah, exactly. And these, it's these, decentralized, all that. Right. These people who exist in government beyond, you know, in between every administration. Sure. They just, they never go. And then they, they influence Intel. Yeah. And, I, and you, you'll get a president who comes in and the same people will be like, here's your official report. And I think this time or last time with Trump, Trump was like, I don't care. America first. And they were like, oh, he's not mm-hmm. listening to us. What do we do? And then all of a sudden they were like, uh, he just got elected and we'll impeach him. Yeah. And the same people who said they were gonna started the process. Yeah. Yarvin's recommendation of that book, The Machiavellians, would be really good for Trump to read if he comes back in again. Because I think the real question is, what does he do differently? I don't know if he yeah. reads books. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, please. If Tucker reads it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Then, then Trump will turn on his, you know, his Fox News, and then Tucker will say it, and then we're good as long as you know. <laughs> but it's really my news. It'll work out. Uh, Tucker says good things about this. I should listen. To let's, let, let's let's go back to Kyrie Irving because Luke Luke mentioned Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie Irving refuses to get vaccinated. We have the story from Insider.com. The Nets are conceding he won't play in home games in a stunning turn of events. Man, look. There's, there's, there's big, there's hard falls and there's scary falls. There's a lot of people who say, you know, I'm worried about refusing this. If I lose my job, how do I feed my kids? Mm-hmm. And I completely understand that. Yeah. But, the, but complying has got us to the point where now there's food shortages. Yep. Now you've got someone like Kyrie Irving who's, who's worked hard his whole life. He's one of the best. He's in the NBA and now he's going to, now he's going to potentially lose that mm-hmm. standing up for his beliefs. There's, 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 there's still a lot to lose, a lot of hard work people put in. Yeah, he's standing up for his principles and he's putting up millions of dollars to and, and, and he's making a stand here. Now, he was asked about this. He says he doesn't really want a lot of public media attention on this. He's trying to, of course, work things out. Uh, but New York City mandates that people get vaccinated if they want to work there. And he's working for the Brooklyn Nets. So this is this is unfolding to a situation where it's not just Kyrie. There's a lot of other NBA players that have been very articulate, that have been voicing their concerns and have actually been talking about the science and the the risk benefit analysis here when it comes to healthy, athletic individuals risking themselves to do a compliance procedure that might have complications that might hurt them and end their careers. So there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, things to weigh here. There's a lot of things to discuss here, but at least some of these NBA guys are starting the conversation and at least they're making it an issue that can't be avoided. Because when you have Kyrie Irving, one of the best players on that team saying, I'm not going to play home games now because of this ridiculous government mandate, it puts it in your face how over the top a lot of this is. We also have this story from TimCast.com. Former Misfits singer Michael Graves cancels Los Angeles concert over vaccine mandate. Now, this I have, I have tremendous uh, respect for. He says, quote, I have made the decision to not perform on October 13th in L.A. 
at the Whiskey A Go Go due to the city's vaccine mandate that is being enforced as of October 7th. Graves said in a statement provided to Timcast, I will not perform to a segregated audience. I will not participate in any effort to pressure anyone into undergoing an experimental medical procedure to enter and dwell in a building as a prerequisite to see me perform. If I can't play for all of you, I won't play at all. I mean, hey, bro, go on the street corner and busk. That'd be the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah, that Maybe would be. get a security oh, yeah. guard or something. But <laughs> Giant middle finger, too, to Absolutely. the venue and to all the folks. Yeah, be yep, tell everybody, come outside, watch for free. You know, yeah. I, I think that'd be fantastic. But this is, this, is, this is incredible, I mean, to be completely honest. There are a lot of people who say a lot of words about, I refuse, you know, this vaccine mandate is bad policy. And a lot of them don't actually put up. They, 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 they don't put their money where their mouth yeah. is. They'll go and they'll perform all mm-hmm. the same at the vax mandate places and be like, oh, what's the big deal? You know, if you really think, if you really oppose the vaccine mandates, then you would oppose them and not be the tool by yeah. which these vaccine mandates are implemented. Yeah. So these guys, Kyrie Irving, I'm actually interested because New York City has a performer exemption. Right. So, so that's interesting. Like if, if Graves were to play in New York City, the, the executive order says if you're performing on stage, you don't got to get vaccinated. Hmm. Yeah. Which is which, which I think is just makes no sense. Of course, it doesn't make sense. But like you're, you're trying to make sense out of things that are like you know designed to be nonsensical. But what, what's interesting? I know like a couple week or two ago, I was I was watching you and you were saying how hey, if you oppose the man, and you know I think caused a little bit of a, a stir on Twitter. But oh, it's yeah. like yeah, if you oppose the mandate, but you still you know get the vaccine anyways, then you don't really oppose it. And I get what you're saying. I, I well, do, so, I, or yeah, if I, you go I, along with the mandate, I said. Yeah. Yeah. If if people if someone claims that they oppose the vaccine mandate, right. but then out of fear of losing their job, go yeah. and get the vaccine mandate anyway, sure. they're not actually opposing. They right. don't they don't actually oppose it. What I mean to say is, how is it opposition to something that you're actively participating in? Yeah, yeah. you can dislike something without right. opposing it. So right. I, I, people are looking at the word oppose like I think it shouldn't be done versus opposes, and I'm actively standing up against it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. that's fair because there's so many folks out there. It's like that you know they don't have you know they're not professional athletes, they're not professional performers where. You know, they're pulling down, you know, 60, 70 grand a year. They got family. They're, you know, they don't have a ton in savings. And it's like, they don't have a lot of runway. And it's like, hey, they lost their job. No, absolutely. 100%. I think that's why it's good for folks like this to start doing it. It's like, okay, maybe there's something here. And it's even better when you're seeing an industry where it makes them hurt, where you luck talking about the pilots. And also, it's the flight attendants. I I got a DM earlier. It's like, hey, don't forget about the flight attendants. Mm -hmm. Because they make a lot less money. And also, but they're in the exact same boat. And there's plenty of them, too. And yeah, that's, they, a, that's a big one. There's a sure. lot of Southwest pilots. Yeah. From, from what we're hearing, it's about pilots. half or, or wow. maybe just under half or are unvaccinated. unvaccinated. So that's where when the pilots we're talking to, and we, we know quite a few Southwest pilots, you know, yep. being in the Navy, a lot of pilots um, from the Navy or Marine Corps go right into working with Southwest mm-hmm. as an example in this case. And we know a few. Yeah. And, and that's what they're, they're saying is if they don't do this and maybe, maybe it's only 25 or 30% that just refuse. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But that's still wow. significant. It's a lot. So what you think Southwest it's like, already has their problems aside from these most recent before issues. all this. So if you think you have like a little less than half of all the pilots are unvaccinated, so that's like the estimate right now. And let's say like half of those, which is at the other estimate, half of those. So yeah, 20, 25, maybe 30% at most are going to like lose their job. That's a bad news. Right. And the, also I got to point out, I got to point out this one gal who wrote to me, her name's Crystal. She sent me a DM. She says, thank you for speaking about the Southwest Airlines. Please don't forget the thousands of flight attendants that are facing mm-hmm. termination as well. My 20 plus years are being flushed down the drain. Thank you for all you do. But let's think about what yeah, the, Crystal, what, we, we feel you. The, the logical conclusion to, the, to these efforts, right? It'll be a lot harder to fly. Demand will still be there, yeah. but the prices will skyrocket. There's substantially less pilots. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. less flight attendants. There's going to be less availability. Yeah. What do you get? Hunger Games. Yeah. You're going to get very wealthy elites. 
you're going to get the people who are willing to wear the masks. Like, uh, uh, was it Hunger Games that had the Avoxes we were talking yeah, about? Mm-hmm. That was Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I guess this wasn't in the movie. Yeah, no, it was part of the book. In the yeah, book, they, books. they, the, the rich, the rich people in the capital have servants whose tongues have been cut out. That's what it was. Nope. Yeah. So it's so interesting you mentioned the Hunger Games because the way I see it, Kyrie Irving is really channeling what the African American f- community is feeling right now. And these celebrities saying this is a counter to the Hunger Games because they're saying, no, we're not going to do this. And not only that, normal people who are afraid to lose their jobs, they're not alone. So right. seeing all these captains exactly. do this and seeing all these celebrities do this, this yeah. has got to be incredibly encouraging. At the same time, hopefully, if regular people walk off their jobs, say, start homesteading, which I think would be good. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Just realize we're going to live in a world where only the wealthy elites are traveling internationally. Yep. Mm. The wealthy elites are the only, it's going to be like Elysium almost. Yeah. Everyone's going to be living in like, you know, and, and, and do these people, these people want this, I'd imagine. Yeah. They and also think, surf class. And think yeah. about also it's Southwest because that's the budget airline, right? That's, yeah. They're the one that's hurting too. Like. The folks who can afford it, can handle it, like they're flying either another airline, they're flying mm-hmm. up front, right? They're flying business for first class or yeah. they're, or some are going to be flying private. They're flying, you know, any of those, like the budget airline is for like the everyday folks. Hey, it's a cheap ticket. Gets me from where I got to go. Taking the family to yeah. Disney. I got a business, you know, like that's what that is. And it's like, it's going to hurt them the most. It's not hurting, you know, the, the big boys. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the term, the great reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, they, they, a lot of globalists, especially at the World Economic Forum, came together and said that people are flying too much. People are consuming too much red meat. People are, are enjoying life too much and they need to be controlled and regulated to the point where they have no privacy, own nothing, and they're happier than ever. So uh, when you look at what's happening now, especially with the larger economic consequences, the government has their fingerprints all over it with helping spur on a lot of troubling times that are going to be coming very soon soon, Uh, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's mandates, whether it's restrictions, whether it's regulations, whether it's taxes, everything the government is doing is trying to stop any kind of prosperity, any kind of sovereignty, any kind of liberty and freedom, and trying to benefit, of course, the corporate billionaire class that has greatly benefited from every one of those policies. So what we're seeing here is a clash point, but it's a clash point that's not started by pilots and stewardesses and Kyrie Irving, it's a reaction to something that may be more methodical, that may be done on purpose in order to spur on more of an economic destruction and calamity that should be coming soon. Is it war? Mm. I mean, is, Some is people this, say is, economic warfare is war. Right. Fifth generational warfare. Yeah. Target supply lines, crush them. And then what have we seen over the past few decades? One of the biggest problems that, that one of the biggest weaknesses we face as a country is capital incentives. You find a high powerful, uh, a powerful individual or a high powered company, and then you can easily offer them money to guide them in the direction you want. Mm-hmm. See, the thing about the Chinese Communist Party and the authoritarians is that they're ideologically driven and authoritarian. So their incentives are all based on whether I'm told to do it or the tribe wants it. In the United States, there could be a company and all you got to do is chip one at one, one step at a time. Here's, here's some money, do this. Here's some money, do that. Mm-hmm. And eventually you can steer them in the, in a wrong direction. For example, if a bunch of contributions are coming in, to politicians who are advocating for sending our manufacturing overseas. And then all of a sudden the middle class gets gutted, which has happened. The center will not hold. There's no center left. Yeah. Our politicians have literally gutted us and it was easy, easily easy to exploit them into doing it. Yeah. Look, we see what's going on with Swalwell and Fang Fang, you know, Diane Feinstein and her driver. <laughs> we saw Mike Pompeo come out and say that there is, you know, these, these, uh, China, the Chinese have infiltrated us every level. Oh yeah. So I'm wondering if we're seeing all these shortages and all, all this bad policy, Simply because there's this is a means of war. They play the long game. 
but the Chinese, Definitely. but like, yeah, I mean, they know, like they think in decades and centuries, well, we're thinking about the next election cycle. Yep. Like yep. that, we don't think that further past. And so like, that was, I know that's kind of one of the things we want to talk about, but that was my, you know, that whole area, Asia Pacific was mine. And also, you know, Jack Posobiec was one of the Intel guys at my unit. That's how we became friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. That cool. was like, that was our connection. That's how I kind of, and that eventually found my way. And now I'm, I'm here like a few years later, which is crazy, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, uh, oh, that was our big focus that side of the world was china so and i did a couple staff jobs i was an admiral staff and um i drafted tiny little parts of the war plans for china if anything with taiwan were to happen or south china sea and and also a a separate war plan for north korea so you know obviously i didn't write the whole thing i wrote a little part of it it's a huge huge document and it goes through admirals and generals in this massive process but uh one of the things with the whole china thing is is on the military side it's like it's scary, but that's the thing. That's not where this war is being fought. It's economic. It's informational. You know, that's where the real war is going to fight. You it's know, the future. It's fourth yeah. and fifth generation. It war. absolutely yeah. is. I would let, anticipate let, limited war, though. Unfortunately, this I mean, could be something. I don't think China wants a war. Well, hold on, hold on. Let no, me, let me, let they me, keep it limited, like it'll be like a Taiwanese. Invasion. Let me let me let me pull that story up to huh. to, to set this Taiwan. set the stage for this because we do have major developments. Yeah. From TimCast.com, Taiwan strengthening military to defend against China. During a speech on Taiwan's National Day, October 10th, Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen warned that the country would be strengthening its military to defend Taiwan's sovereignty against the Chinese Communist Party, saying, after taking complete control of Hong Kong and suppressing democracy activists, the Beijing authorities also shifted away from the path of political and economic development that they had followed since reform and opening up began decades ago. At the same time, regional order is being challenged in the South and East China Seas, the routinization of Chinese military activity in Taiwan's southwestern air defense identification zone at Addis has seriously affected both our national security and aviation safety. She stressed that Taiwan is willing to do its part to contribute to the peaceful development of the region and that Taiwan's position on cross-strait relations remains the same. Neither our goodwill nor our commitments will change. However, Sai explained that maintaining peaceful relations requires China to also maintain the peace. She then said that Taiwan will continue to strengthen its national defense to protect uh, protect its people from China. Interestingly, someone super chatted us just a moment ago saying that it looks like military is building up in Taiwanese streets. Yeah. So fighting its knees. But um, I know that you were you were mentioning you had experience in these areas. Yeah. What do you, you think is going on with this? I mean, is, is we've been hearing over and over again more and more stories. They've know, been saying to... that for a long, long time. And that's one of the things that Taiwan has always been like this big, big you know, focus for the United States for a long time. Matter of fact, the first time that the United States ever threatened to use a nuclear use nuclear weapons against an enemy it was like Eisenhower back in the fifties. Like, hey, we'll nuke you. And but one thing that's interesting though is that one one thing, and this is open source. So I don't really feel like you know we're talking about it. But right now is everyone talks about an invasion. A lot of folks might not appreciate that one. Like the Chinese currently like don't have the sea lift capability, and it might not see it might not seem like much. But the thing is, is that you know one of the things they teach you with you know all the big like the fancy war colleges and all this other stuff and all the big strategy stuff is that, you know, they call it the stopping power of water. Like, it's really hard to move an army across just, I mean, look, think about the massive undertaking it took to just cross the English Channel. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, 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 it's a huge deal. Like, moving an army, and you need an army if you want to, like, actually control something. Oh, well, with about that. Well, if you, if you want to invade, if you want to seize, hold, and control territory, like, you do need boots on the ground to stay there, right? And moving that is just a massive undertaking. So they currently don't even have the sea lift for or that. Or you make it. Yeah. Or you, or, or you use uh, sowing dissent, propaganda, cyber warfare. That's a different yeah. story, right? Yeah. And if, if the door gets open from the inside, so to speak, right, and they is. let them in, that's, that's a different story. But if you're talking about, like, a confrontational, 
you know, like them doing a D-Day kind of thing. I don't think that's. But, but let's let's be real. That would be yeah. uh, that would at this point, I think that would be like saying, you know, if the if if the Chinese were going to launch a trebuchet at us, it's like no, 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 we don't we don't need that ground invasion anymore. Right. They it's fourth and fifth generation. Hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to e- economics, manipulation, propaganda, yeah. Hollywood, uh, culture, and we have to understand multinational corporations have sold this country out for pennies on the dollar. I yeah. mean, the access that they give them, the the influence that they give them. John Cena, one of America's most prominent yeah. celebrities, is like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry for recognizing a country during his tour, not even saying anything political. It's embarrassing. Now, I I definitely don't think China wants to get into a hot war right. yet. I don't think they have the resources, especially the oil. You need yeah. a lot of oil, especially if you have a navy. And there's going to be an energy crunch soon that a lot of people are going to wake up to, and it's going to be very difficult. But also at the same time, I'm also thinking, if you are China and you have the failed leadership of Joe Biden, you have his actions of just how horrible everything went in Afghanistan, you must be thinking to yourself, this is the most perfect opportune time to do something very aggressive because Biden is literally going to give us weapons and he's going to give us all the all the uh, information to all the people in that area and he's going to give us all the help that he can when we attack Taiwan because that that was his policy in Afghanistan it was blundered almost deliberately so if you're China at the same time you see a big opportunity with the Biden presidency or what if this is just a distraction i mean honestly we had talked about it before the long game ccp's really good at playing the long game and in talking with people in Taiwan now generationally there's differences we as americans tend to view things black and white we we see uh, taiwan as it's been for the last you know 20 years as an example but the new generations coming up have a lot more in common with the general chinese people than they do with their elders necessarily they may not be opposed to becoming one with china and if you're the ccp looking at the long game sure we can do some positioning we can throw the americans off um, but maybe the long game is truly just waiting it out. Yeah. Because they don't have to do their business. It's not a long cycles. game. The war is now. The, yeah. the conflict's happening right now. But when they go over willingly. Yeah, you're right. There's like, there's like 40 flights a day going between Taiwan and the mainland, and mainland China. You know, that's great. Have you, have you guys ever been to China or like, like that? I've been China? to Hong Kong. Okay. And I've been there for a lot of the yeah, protests Yeah, I know. I know there. You were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were... They, it was great stuff you did, this, by the way. This was like street warfare oh, yeah. levels that I haven't seen before. Comparatively, maybe to the Yellow Vest movement in France. Yep. But this was like gore, what, blood, and like seriousness. What's on great the if you go through the Beijing airport or the Shanghai airport, which is awesome, it's kind of funny almost, is they'll have an English and there's like go to the terminal, like the domestic terminal, like within China, right? And then the international terminal, right? And then the international to every other country says international flights and Hong Kong and Taiwan. Wow. Because. No, it's like, that's not international, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how they very much look at it. it But I I really do, I I think you guys are right. You're right. The war is being fought now. And I think you're also right, Colin, where where it comes down to, it's like, look, I think that the generation, I think they're going to open the door from the inside and they're just going to go over willingly. And it might not be, you know, this year, might not be this decade, but, you know, it might be soon. And honestly, that's the smart, if you were China, that's the smart move. Instead of like sending ships over and kicking the door down. Yeah, you don't want to blow it up, right? What's the value of Taiwan? Is it the the infrastructure and then what they're, they're importing stuff from yeah. mainland China? They, also they, national identity. National identity. Bannon said it was Silicon Valley West. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They 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 produce so much of our silicon chips. We've got shortages now, and mm-hmm. it's making it impossible to get particularly cars. So an invasion would be bad because you'd end up destroying infrastructure, and that's what they want is the infrastructure. Yeah. So that I, do they have this tunnels is, in Taiwan? Is it like an underground? 
Because that's what in, in, in Vietnam, the reason why we right. couldn't win is because they had prepared tunnels for like tw- two decades before. Among other things, yeah. Uh, I don't think as far as that goes, but the thing is, was, I think if they just let them in willingly, if they're not fight, like if, if you think if you're China, that's a smart move, right? It's the only move I can think of. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna have to blow up the thing you want to take, right? Exactly. And, and hold them under a, a police that like nobody wants that. They don't want. That. And, and look at they're good at doing that. Guess what? Instead of like shooting you or you know, like that, we'll just buy you off. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, what that's they exactly did to what Africa. Was, that's exactly yeah. what I was saying. Africa, before. exactly. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About the, the exploitation in the United States. They're eating a lot. Our weakness. Easily, you can go to an American and offer them cash. We saw these professors, the Thousand Talents yeah. programs, mm-hmm. and then they end up getting arrested because they're effectively selling U.S. research to China. Yeah. Selling yeah, us out. Trump canceled that program and Biden vetoed it when he got into office and, and implemented <laughs> it back again. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how does this make sense? Oh, we know. And, and again, everything's for purchase. Everything has a price. And the Chinese literally have a blank book. They have their own Federal Reserve System where they literally print money out of thin air. They have a whole economic system that's based out of just numbers that they print on the screen. So with that kind of unlimited money, they could do anything they want. And they're very methodical, especially with their... Uh, belt and road initiative mm-hmm. especially with their infrastructure now through kazakhstan and afghanistan their connections with iran and and the energy that they get from them this is a, a very methodical move that the chinese understand is going to be a long term but they understand that the, it started a long time ago we're just realizing it started yeah. they playing, realized a long time ago hey we got to do this and they are like the open they're, they're playing 4d chess mm-hmm. and we're playing tic-tac-toe <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not even checkers yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of individuals in the U.S. I think a lot of people who like, you know, watch the show, for instance, probably know a lot of this and have started taking the individual actions to protect themselves. But without a strong collective like a United States and a shared culture and vision, yeah. we're getting we're getting they're, they're eating our lunch. I, I think the British play the long game. You guys ever get that vibe? Like, I don't know the about British that. monarchy. They're like, we don't do anything. Used to. <laughs> they're just sitting in the road blocking traffic, but saying that they're not doing anything. Like, I'm not doing it. I think they used to. I mean, and now it's like, it's kind of like a, just a crappy, like quasi socialist country. Mm. It's really sad. Yeah, it's, bad. it's really sad. It's like to me, in my, in my mind, I've been, I've been to the UK several times. And I just, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh wow, we, this used to be so amazing. Yeah. But there's a lot of problems too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, colonialism, you know, the, yeah, that's what kind of started all this. Taiwan was a British colony. Yeah. It was from the opium wars. Taiwan that was, was like, there? yeah, they, they set up but, an outpost. So, I think it was Taiwan, right? Yeah, I think so. And I well, that, that allowed sanctuary for the, the Chinese government when it was taken over by communists to flee, mm-hmm. which is yeah. my understanding. Right? Yep. Yep. That's a big one. So technically, you know, I love that meme of West Taiwan. You guys mm-hmm. have seen it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The all of China mainland is called West Taiwan. Right. Yeah. You know, communism is. I think if communism succeeds and expands and whatever, whatever, whatever China is, they found out something clever. It's not just about doing communism. It's about manipulating the public, giving them limited freedoms so they can at least satiate themselves, but then 
you use the iron fist for everything else. Yeah. It's a clever way to run things. The problem with Soviet Union is, you know, books and tracking and stuff. One loaf of bread wasn't working. They weren't getting the supplies they needed. So China found a way to mix market, you know, markets with the lower class and then give themselves absolute authority on top. Yeah. So all these businesses have a Chinese Communist Party branch or whatever. Yeah. That, I think that will absolutely wipe out humanity. So if you, if, 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 if I know, I mean, yeah. I missed well, that. What do you think is going to wipe out humanity there? Chinese, I think if Chinese style state communism or whatever you want to call it succeeds in becoming yeah. this global crypto force, communism. Yes. Mm-hmm. This will wipe, this will, this will decimate probably the wrong choice of words because the root is to reduce by 10%. Yeah. But it would, it would be a catastrophe in that centralized. No, the downer when you say like, oh man. But, right. not, but it's, it's yeah. centralization of planning does not work. Right. It works in some areas like, oh, you want to make cell phones. Great. Have a, have a, have a planned, like here's the parts we need and you can organize it. But you can't organize for a billion people. You can't organize for a million people properly. It is the decentralized not, um, wisdom of the masses. Mm-hmm. Centralization works if your centralized system is part of a decentralized system. So it's just a big node on the exactly. network. Right, right, right. So when we have different businesses, like the airline knows the airlines and the, and the, the dairy industry knows the dairy industry, that makes sense. It's a decentralized grid. But imagine having one government guy who's like overseeing everything. And it's like, dude, you used to be a bus driver and now yeah. you're trying to tell us how to produce oil. Yeah. Thanks, Maduro. And the country is not now. They're, what are they doing? They're doing a new currency in Venezuela. Oh, it's it, it doesn't work. One person is not smart enough to run fifth. Imagine someone thinking being so arrogant. They're like, I am but one person, but I could I could be the CEO of every Fortune 500 company simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, That's insane. You can't yeah. do that. The CEOs barely do that. But they brought yep. the smart people from the universities. Don't worry. They brought oh, the university right. yeah, yeah. professor. But, but if they dare sneeze in the wrong direction of the Communist Party, they get sent to the work camps. I mean, look what happened yeah. to Alibaba. Look what happened to so many entrepreneurs in China that have been literally taken out just for the smallest Jack microaggression of, of talking against the state. And, and again, this shows you how bad this is another point that we also have to entertain here because with massive centralization comes major problems that China is dealing with right now, including major resource shortages. They're trying to make a desert into a fertile uh, land of, of farming because they know resource-wise they're screwed. There's a lot of very significant problems in China because of the centralization. And I, I think we also have to examine that because they're not as strong and as powerful with their military um, as they're trying to convince the world because they have very hard times even just making their society run in some instances. I imagine yeah. that people hate the government there, just hate it. Well, it depends. They're raised as young children to love the state, to obey the state, and they know if they dare even to criticize it, they lose privileges. They lose the ability to send their, their children into good schools. They use they lose the ability to travel. They lose the ability to have good internet because they criticized the government or smoked a cigarette in the wrong place or jaywalked. Well, so and, there's also that aspect of it. And consider how you control people with tribalism. So they're raised to hate America as well. To be told yeah. that they're the bad ones, they're evil, and then they cheer when they win. We're winning, yay! They're losing, so that makes people, you know, it boosts their morale, it makes them want to be in, be involved in that mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I heard that the, there's like Chinese hero movies now where they're fighting Americans, and the like the Americans are like how we had the Russians in the eighties. Oh and 90s. wow! But look, look, I want I want to talk about so I want to bring it back closer to home with what's happening because we you know we can talk about the potential for war and the crisis. I want I want to pull up this story. From Reuters, world food prices hit 10-year peak from the Food and Agricultural Organization, which is based out of Rome. They say that the, uh, this is the, the UN, actually. It's a UN agency saying it. 
FAO's food price index, which tracks international prices of mostly global traded food commodities, averaged 130 points last month, the highest reading since September 2011, according to the agency's data. And check this out. America's bare shelves, Walmart and Costco, limit toilet paper sales while toy companies warn parents their kids' Christmas gifts won't arrive in time thanks to backlog at ports, rail yards, and on the roads. Supply chain problems that have been tormenting retailers for months are showing up in America's in America's stores around the countries around the country. There are shortages of goods on shelves in Target, Costco, Home Depot and Sears. They're saying that the cost of shipping from China to L.A. is now at twenty thousand dollars, four times what it cost last October. And I think it's like 10 times as high as it, as it normally is supposed to be. What do you think this means for people in America? I think, you know, we, we talk about the people who can stand up, who can reject the mandates. And I think we talk about this foreign conflict, but it all comes back to whether or not someone's going to be able to have food on their plate. Complying won't get you there. Ignoring what's happening around the world won't get you there. I mean, this may be one of the hardest times for a lot of people. We, we, we've gone through this golden age where people have lived so peacefully, so perfectly with movies, with pizza. Man, you pick up your phone, you go pizza, and then boom, a pizza shows up. You can actually pick up your phone today, press the button and say, order me a pizza, and then it'll find you a restaurant. You can get it. Now, all of a sudden, we're being told our supplies are being strained. Our food prices are, are through the roof. Hard to find some supplies. People are now having to experience what actual survival and hardship is going to be. And there's war on the uh, around the horizon. Yeah. If people don't get their act together, man. Start standing up, standing up for themselves, being responsible. We talk that, about that's part of the problem. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to drop. Um, we we talk about hard times, and I don't think anyone's actually thought through what a hard time is going to look like. And I think we're starting to see that just from. So this is really simple, something really small, and something that I noticed is that there's less selection on the store shelves. Like, why don't we have 600 types of peanut butter to choose from anymore? Because we just don't have that anymore. So it's starting small and it's going to get really bad because they're so backed up, like off the coast of California. We're talking about how the shipping ships, the crate ships, whatever they're called. Cargo ships. Cargo ships, there Mm -hmm. you go, are all backed up. And there's like hundreds of thousands of packages on there. Like you're talking about Christmas being delayed and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff. These are the hard times coming. Like, I don't, there's no way to avoid it. Well, I guess it means strong men are coming after that, right? That's right. Yeah. That's my thinking. We've just been so conditioned to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, conditioned to be comfortable. Well, we're also extremely spoiled. And I, I, I kind of recognize this. And I bet you did too, Tim, after traveling a lot, going around the world. I mean, I was in Zimbabwe. I was in Venezuela. You were in Venezuela as well. When, when you stay with people, when you live with people, when you, when you see world, the world from an international kind of perspective, right. from a third world perspective, it really gives you a lot of uh, a feeling of, of humbleness, especially when you come back here and you have so much abundance and you have so so much options and and us being spoiled is only going to add to the disaster of what's coming because there's also going to be a, a lot of fears about panic buying there's also going to be a lot of people who are unprepared for this there's going to be a lot of uh latte drinking flip-flop wearing yuppies who are going to try to tweet their way out of this problem and there's no way of hitting the computer keyboard to help you in a situation where resources become very hard to get. So so there's going to be a big reality check for a lot of individuals to see how useful they are, to see the skills that they have, to see what they could do. Uh, and, and it's really going to lead to a very transitionary time that I think we're starting to begin to head into right now. I was just thinking about, you know, uh, we've talked about people in cities being un- unable to sort of survive in the yeah. event of like a serious catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Luke mentioning these hippie flip-flop latte drinking guys. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here imagining, uh, this is the first, my, thir- my first thought was, well, I'm good. You know, I got, we got chickens and a garden and we're building more and we're going to be a little bit more responsible. In the middle of nowhere. 
in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then I'm like, what would they do? And I'm thinking like, well, they, they might start attacking each other, stealing each other's food. But what happens when they don't have anything? What happens when they can't even, you know, there's no people left in the cities and they're all fleeing. And then I'm imagining like coming outside one day, I hear like there's like two in the morning and you hear a rustling. And then, you know, it's like someone here is like, Tim, I think there's an animal outside. And, you know, we, we grab the 410, we go outside and we're like looking around with the light on. And then all of a sudden we see some like scraggly looking hipster wearing a flannel shirt that's all torn. <laughs> and he's like, he's grabbed my chicken and he, I caught him in the lights. And I'm like, hey, you hippie hipster, give me that chicken back. And he's like, oh, and then he runs. He's, and he's like, help, I need a latte. Yeah. I, my latte. <laughs> I need some milk. But it, but it is, it is funny to think, but I'm like, that's like a real possibility. These people yeah. who don't know how to survive, what are they going to do? They're going to have to look. If it ever came down to the point where the cities didn't function properly, it's very difficult to get food and resources into cities. Right. And if we're talking about oil prices through the roof, if we're talking about global elites that are like people shouldn't be driving, then these people in the cities who've never grown a vegetable in their life. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying everyone in the city's never done that. People have gardens. But I'm saying the ones who didn't, the true hipster, woke, you know, socialist types, they're, they're not just going to roll over. They're going to start screaming yeah. and pounding on walls. And then one day you out in West Virginia are going to see to the, sh to your shock, a hipster wearing like some kind of expensive clothes they got at the thrift store that was left, you know, for some reason, sure. grabbing your chicken and running and like, what are they going to do yeah. with that thing? But Hey man, I would not be surprised if like in five years you see things like that. What about just like an upper middle class? You know, you have like, instead of like some hippie, you just have like a mortgage broker trying to steal your chickens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really like folks like that. A lot of folks who don't really have the wherewithal to like survive. And like, fortunately you guys and a lot of folks we know, like you know, we're a little prepared on when it comes to that sort of thing. Like you guys are out in the middle of nowhere. It's nice. But, and, and that's something that I always think about too. It's like, man, and you know, here's why I used to think about it for a while. And now I'm having second thoughts after all the COVID events was a lot of folks who were like really well off or get to a certain point. It's like their bug out location. A ton of folks were buying property in New Zealand, right? Right. right. And, 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 mountain and, fortresses too. Yeah, yeah. I think Peter Thiel like bought his bought himself a passport, and he's yeah. got a compound out there. And it's <laughs> mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, if the crap hits the fan, like get the fam, get in the jet, and off we go. Yeah. And I, I can't blame him. And it's great because if you think about it, it's like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's very hard to get to. It has mild summers, mild winters, tons of natural resources. Like I spent like a month there. It was amazing. And Fruit do, everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's no natural predators and it has, what's funny is, is they have like 4 million people and I think it's like 30 million sheep and 50 million mm -hmm. heads of cattle, right? Out there. And it's like, it's like Lord of the Rings is gorgeous. And it's like, you can go out there and pretty much live off the land one way or another. And it's like, that's a very yeah. safe place. But then with a lot of, you know, some of the restrictions and a little authoritarian government, I think you could still hide out there pretty well. Well, yeah. in Latin America, your dollar goes a long way. That's true. And uh, a lot of Latin American police officers and politicians really love getting tipped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They but, really but, love the... We're, we're talking yeah. about when the dollar yeah. is, is, is... Of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to create a very, very unique, interesting situation. People in the comment section are saying that there's going to be soy-seeking hordes uh, <laughs> of people <laughs> wandering about looking for, for uh, you know, soy. Soy. Uh, but... but uh, well, a lot of also very powerful people bought a lot of property in Latin America. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people are also looking into Latin America because the police officers there and the and the law and, and you know, the government there doesn't have the tools to enforce a lot of the ridiculousness as well. You, you brought up mortgage broker. And so to be more practical than being like, you know, you hear rustling, you go outside and there's a hipster like eating one of your sure. chickens and he's like, uh, <laughs> no, but what, what, I think what what might what might be uh, closer to reality is. You know, you, you live out, you get a homestead, you move out maybe yeah. to like central West Virginia. There's a lot of farms out here and they're amazing. 
almost all the farms you can pull up and you buy fresh foods. Mm-hmm. We went to one place, they had like a trailer and they had like, we got tenderloins. They were amazing. So what'll happen is one day, mortgage broker will walk up onto your property with a briefcase wearing a nice little suit and you'll be like, you know, what can I do you for? And he'll be like, I need to work. The cities mm. can't sustain me there. You know, what am I supposed to do? You know, so I'm, I'm out here trying to find a job. I can do anything. And then, you know, this farmer is going to be like, what can you do? What did you work? I'm a mortgage broker. Do you know how to, you know, till a field? No. Do you know how to help tend to the chickens? No. Cows? No. I don't think there's anything you can do for me. Yeah. Maybe you can lift heavy things. We'll figure it out. But then what happens is when this guy gets rejected, he comes back in the middle of the night and tries to steal because people are not going to roll over. They need to survive. Yeah. yeah. Just like a desperate bear will make desperate moves. He's going to be like, hey, I have these Federal Reserve fiat notes I could give you. Do you (laughs) you want them? And I don't care if he has millions of them. If he can't have real life skills to fix things, build things, or make his own way, I'm not interested in working with any of those people. Tim, are you going to be like the next Rick Grimes, you know, from Walking Dead? (laughs) You know, it's like the leader. Oh, you said, oh, walking, like, I like the apocalypse. He's like the leader, but it was just one of those things, like, he was like the leader of a, like, at a compound, then they're traveling, and it's like, all the stuff you guys are describing, like, God, it sounds like I have, we have, we have a caravan. Uh, some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People (laughs) in the comment section are saying, uh, uh, soybeans instead of zombies. Uh, (laughs) There's going to be a bunch of zombies around, uh, running around. So, I mean, it could be like the walking dead, but, but again, that's kind of, it's very entertaining to talk about these kind of cultural issues, Mm -hmm. but, when you kind of do look at South Africa, the, the situation there has already turned pretty bad. Yeah. Human beings are very resilient. They, they'll always find a way. That's why when you said people will become hardened, people will become smarter, people will become more in tune to the land. I think there's also going to be a lot of vast opportunities for that, where a lot of city dwellers are going to return to farming, self-sustainable lifestyles um, because of necessity. And I, and yeah. I think that's going to be a good thing right now. Most of our farming is factory farming. A lot of it is Monsanto. A lot of it is GMO. A lot of it is absolute bullcrap. A lot of it is owned by Bill Gates to, to try to create fake meat. But, but again, when, when things fall down, we're also going to understand that the authorities won't be able to hold things together and there's going to be a free for all. And, uh, you know, it's, it's already, it's already they yeah. can't hold things together. When, yeah. I, when we see these stories about the federal government's heavy hand making, you know, statements about going after parents, that's that's like a frightened bear. It's a, it's yeah. an animal trying to look bigger and scare you. It's the animal puffing up, and you know it's the blowfish going. <laughs> it's like okay, I'll stay away from you, but yeah. it's kind of it's kind of fake authority too, because like real authority comes heavy and hard with weapons. These yeah. guys, they're trying to be nice. This is like the federal government's like, hey, do what we say, but we're not going to mess with you. But like a real authoritarian government would be like going to mow down who disagrees, and then everyone else do what I say but, now. But in a, in a country of three hundred thirty million. The federal government does not have the capacity for policing something so large and so vast. I mean, look, if it really came down to the fact that people were losing, came, came down to the people losing confidence in the government, Alaska would not be part of this country anymore. Yeah, It's right. just too far away. Yeah. And it'd be difficult. It would just become something different. I mean, look at the collapse of the Roman Empire. Well, different so, countries emerge from it. While we're talking about Alaska, it's arguably not as beautiful as New Zealand, but right? you can still homestead there. I was um, out in Nome, Alaska two years ago, wow. and now if you can get waterfront ocean property. As long as you do, I think, some minimal upgrade every year, you can have your own plot of land out there. Yeah. Now, a can of Pringles back then, you know, it was three years ago, would cost you about $9, so it's probably $50 today. Yeah. Somebody in Nome can back me up. But yeah, this home setting is still a real thing where you can but winter. go in. But winter. Yeah, then winter, winter right? it's dark. Ice Pe- fishing, right? People in the yeah, comment sure. section are saying the Woking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love the comment section so much. I seriously appreciate you guys I like and your puns. And, uh, Hawaii would you. be out. 
I mean, Hawaii, yeah. I don't think, can Hawaii sustain its population without imports? I, I That's the fracture of the empire when you see Hawaii go. Yeah. I, mean, I live in Guam for four years, experience. right? Guam, you know, U.S. territory, right? I lived there for four years, stationed out there. And uh, that's where Jack and I were the same unit out there. And, and yeah, it's uh, out there. I mean, yeah, it does really well to sustain, like, the local population. But everything that's there, I mean, if it just, everything devolved, I mean, the upside is there's fresh water there. And, but as far as like the food, you run out of food real quick. I was reading that on a lot of these islands in the Pacific, yeah. there's too many people now. Mm-hmm. And so all of the human waste is contaminating the water around the the islands. It's contaminating mm-hmm. the groundwater. So that's where they get their water to drink. Mm-hmm. And so then people run out into the ocean to do their business. Uh, and yeah. now it's contaminating everything else. Like there's a limit to many people. You got to pull it out. Like at least, I mean, the regulation, I think for us, like for the, for most ships, merchant ships, or even like Navy ships, whatever, it's like two and a half miles. I think you'd be two and a half miles to pump it out, which really is. Cause I mean, you know, all the fish poop there too, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, but that's one of the like, but if you're just out in the beach, you know, you're running out there, just waiting out there to go. Yeah. That's a different story. That's bad. The funniest Oof. thing was instead of, you know, pumping it ways away, you could pump it in port as long as you paid the host country. Yes. So you could pump it onto another ship, like a poop ship. Yeah. But the funniest thing was seeing the poop ship just have the pipe go across the ship onto the other side, and then they pump it into their own port, and you're paying them for every gallon. <laughs> yeah. That's epic. yeah. Like, some countries, they'll just let you pump, pump over the side. Like, in their, like, Yikes. Spain. Surprisingly, Spain. Yes. Like, we're like, what do we do for, like, our sewage service while we're in port? And they're like, just pump it inside. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Do you guys remember that story where Dave Matthews band went over the bridge in Chicago and yeah. the bus driver hit the Oof. release and it sprayed a boat going under the bridge? It was Dave's tour bus? I think that's what it or was, right? His... It was Dave Matthews band. Yeah. That's Cuz the bu- the bridges in Chicago are like grates. Mm. So as the bus went over, I guess the driver was like, "No one will notice. It's going in the river." And there was a there was a boat underneath and they all got sprayed. As a proud trailer park uh enthusiast, <laughs> Blackwater was not fun. Uh, yeah it's gross people don't understand they don't get it they think rv life is glorious and you're gonna be like those instagram babes i mean no one asks the question and whenever i see one of these instagram babes or like uh youtube people van life people i'm like where do you poop (laughs) because you're making it look all glorious and nice but show us the real footage of you cleaning out the black tank show us the reality of what happens when you got to go uh, that's the reality well, that do. people are denied seeing a lot of the times because it's glorified. You they, just, they, I think they, about that when I watch TV a lot. All the characters <laughs> on TV, like Matt Damon, like when does his character poop? How come we don't see that on the movie? I don't like, know Every about day that. in the movie, he's doing it probably almost. Do you want to see that on the movie? I want realism. <laughs> Give it to me. There's well, like, no, no, you're, wa- you're watching you, you Born Ultimatum and then he's like, hey, give me a second, I gotta take a dump. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, watch him go in. Goes in the stall and he sits down and, and then he gets up and he's washing his hands and he just shows all of it. Yeah, just, brushing his that, teeth. That's the movie that Ian wants. Oh, thank yeah. you. He, gets, he never gets How, thirsty. Okay, so, so hold on there. Hold on. We, we were talking about the federal government's ability to here? reduce waste. And then we're talking about these islands and potentially breaking away. I'm and thinking about boy, cannibalism. Did we segue <laughs> far? We did. I've been <laughs> thinking a lot about cannibalism as we've been talking about this. Like, what are they going to do in the city? Eat rats and then what? Eat each other. And then like these the zombie hordes in like The Walking Dead, what yeah. they don't show is the hordes eating each other because they're zombies in the show, but they're actually, if they're starving humans, they're just gonna start eating each other. But, then you're gonna but, get an but, Instagram but me... video of someone like picking a human court, like eating yeah. a human, and that's when you know really that's gonna be the iconic. But y- yes, but what, what if these soy boys start eating that much meat? Wouldn't that boost their testosterone? <laughs> oh yeah. And then all of a sudden they'd be like they'd turn into you know much more aggressive, prionic. But if yeah, they're vegetarian to begin with, can they just start eating? They meat? get the shakes. Yeah. I think if you eat meat, something bad happens, right? Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll mess you up. Mess you, up. you guys yeah. ever see the Book of Eli? Yeah. I that know. movie's great. Good movie. But they do this thing where, where they'll be like, show me your hands. And you have to hold your hands up. And the people who, who are cannibals, they shake. 
from uh, prion disease. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, prions. It's like a protein fold, I think, in the brain. Yeah. Let me double and check. so you get the shakes from from cannibalism. Yikes. Fold, and yeah. so if you can't hold your hands straight, then they're like, ah, oh, they you know get them. And then I think he actually goes to a place where there's a bunch of cannibals. It's a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, movie. yeah. Yeah. You also have The Road, uh, Cormac McCarthy's. Uh, he made a book, uh, same guy that wrote uh, No Country for Old Men and all that, Cormac Ooh. McCarthy. And then he made a movie with uh, Viggo Mortensen. But oh, it's wow. like post-nuclear apocalypse, everyone's starving, nearly everyone dies. And it's like this one guy's trying to get his son, try to get south. And they don't really know exactly where. And there's like roving hordes of, you know, like warlords and like cannibals. And it's like, it's horribly terrifying. It's one of those, like, it's really sad. It's depressing. I read the book on the deployment and I was like, I just ruined this part. Of my life. <laughs> I was like having a crappy time anyways. I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll open a book. Oh no, this is awful. I've, I've been, I've been jokingly saying that we are in, Eating a, people. A, you know. we are in a brave new Fahrenheit 1984 for Vendetta. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm thinking about it. It feels like all of these dystopian novels are competing. And like, yeah. I wonder. You know, Luke, you have that shirt. I, yeah, I have a shirt about that. It says you are here, and it's like the Venn diagram of all of them. I have three yeah. of them, and then I have another shirt that has nine books and movies all together. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just to make, you know, the point hit harder. But, yeah, I mean... You guys, you got to watch V for Vendetta. Yeah. We've said it before, but... Do you push the clip about, like, that, the... That, that's right. Post that yesterday, I was like, whoa, this is close Dude. to close to <laughs> no, So, uh, there's that... So, we're talking about the Southwest pilots. Yeah. I'm watching local news... And they're like, you know, the, the, the airlines, you know, Southwest Airlines cancels 2000 flights. They say it was due to air traffic control and weather issues. And then I look over at my friends and I'm like, do you guys believe this bollocks? Which is like, I'm directly, you know, yeah. quoting the line from Viva Veneta. And then I'm like, I thought about it. I pulled the clip where Chancellor Sutler is like, I want them to remember why they need us. And then like it shows the news clips in the first clip. It says. Civil war in the in the former United States is destroying parts of the Midwest, and I'm just like, oh man! And then like a new pathogen is spreading, and I'm like, dude, this is all happening. In the, you know, outbreak in the quarantine zone, right? right? Yeah, like, oh, that's cut. Yeah, you cut it's a little too close to home. Yeah, and that was what 2007 ish. When would that movie come out? Oh man, yeah, that? maybe. Well, it's a graphic novel originally. Right, well, but, right, right, but right. the graphic novel was like a, was was more than just the one story. I'm pretty sure. And he's yeah. like. The funny thing is, the V character, he like Guy Fox was a was yeah. a theocrat who wanted to blow up Parliament. He wasn't yeah. like some champion of liberty or anything. He just wanted his own form of government. Yeah. But 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 I digress. I mean, a movie about a bunch of elites who manufacture a fake virus, then buy stock in the company that produces the cure, mm. use the virus to scare people into gaining political control, mm. and then are pumping out mass propaganda. Mm. I'm just like, oh, geez, that's like that's that's like all the conspiracy theorists are probably like pointing at that. And have you guys seen Utopia? I'm not. No. Yeah. So this is we, we've talked about this a lot, but it, this is the show on Amazon that got canceled because it's about a tech billionaire who's scared of overpopulation. He tries making fake meat. It's not working. So he stages a pandemic so that everyone will get a vaccine that sterilizes them. The show was canceled. People were like, Cut hey, a little, too, a little too close. But like, you know, the weird thing is like. Do people really believe that there is a powerful global elite tech mogul who's trying to sterilize everybody? I think there's a lot of people who do. Yeah. But why cancel a show over yeah. it? Unless, like, do you, do you really care about these fringe conspiracy theorists? It would still scare enough people, I think, and it would also like discourage folks. I mean, whether it's true or not, I, you know, I don't necessarily think it's necessarily like you know some cabal, like a bunch of you know fat cat billionaires, you know, sitting in a big room like this, smoking cigars, trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like very just decentralized. Well, what if that's exactly what it was? Yeah. It's like Bill Gates, yeah. no, not and like very Jeff good Bezos, and they're like yeah. smoking the, cigars. The biggest conspiracy theory out there is that there's not a conspiracy, mm. and <laughs> the second 
one is that the government has never committed a conspiracy against you. Yeah, I, I forgot funny. the exact quote, but but I, I think there's a lot of room to believe that powerful people do come together oh, yeah. and you know uh, and and oh, manipulate situations right? for the benefit. He, he, no, also, it's kind yes, of brilliant yes, yes. that John Cusack is a part of that movie <laughs> when he's blocking people left and right. Me, yeah, uh, he blocked me too a long yeah, time ago. Uh, powerful sorry. people cool club. come together all the time. To gain power and make money. Sure. It's called running business. Yeah. yeah. But when they get caught doing something, but when they're accused of wrongdoing, now it's a conspiracy theory. Hmm. Right. So it doesn't, it, it, look, do people in government have meetings and discuss public policy? Yeah. Yes, they do. They do it all the time. Yeah. They have the, but do, okay. So what if, what if the policy is a bad policy that would hurt people? Yeah. Oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating for any particular conspiracy theories. I think we need hard evidence. Yeah. I, I, of I course. think. And I think people need to realize that, you know, when it comes to like the Bill Gates conspiracy theories, you don't need to look for any deeper meaning. He's literally saying it. Yeah. He literally says, we've got too many people. People need to have less kids. You need to stop eating meat. He, he talks about what, what, what he, what he wants to happen. Yeah. And, they, and, and they write articles for it. You know, the mainstream media runs articles all the time saying, stop having kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Big meat is awesome. It's amazing. It's so like good. they're doing his advertising and his PR. Yeah. And and what I meant to say him. is that one of the biggest conspiracies is that the government has your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I agree. That to me is an important slogan that a lot of people should remember. But, you know, if if we see how easily it is to buy off politicians, buy off scientists. Sure. If we see how multinational corporations are able to do whatever they want, mm-hmm. it should send a chilling effect, especially when you understand history yeah. and how it's been welded and, and used uh, throughout the last few years. When we have, you know, there's, uh, you know, one of the important, most important aspects of like fascism, for instance, right? And it, it comes in like national socialism, right? But the whole fascism thing is where you have major, major corporations, right, who cooperate for the government for their mutual agent, you almost always at the detriment of the people. Now, instead, we rebranded that, and those are called public-private partnerships. Right, right, right. Right? Like, that's what they... I mean, it's the same thing. They're just, you know, they're putting a bow on it. And you see a lot of that right now, and that's when we hear about corporatism, going to, you know, crony cor- corporations and all that stuff. Like, that's the stuff that's getting really scary and ugly. And then one of the things you point out was the Russell... Uh, what, what's that one? Uh, how basically, outside of the fan companies, the big tech companies, it's like the economy. If you take away all the big super tech companies, right? Down it's like... Nine, yeah, they're down 10%. So yeah, the rest of the economy is down 10%. Mm-hmm. But big tech's doing good. Yeah, and and so because those those few companies are just so massive, so they're just kind of like pulling everybody else up. But like, whereas like the rest of the economy is actually not doing so hot. Maybe we yeah. just need to start referring to the Democrats and the and the establishment Republicans as the corpos. Just like yeah. they're the corporate, they they don't. It's it's because it, look, you know, Luke talks about government not having your best interest at heart. But when, if I think if you're actually going to talk to somebody who is not super politically initiated, they don't yeah. understand everything that Luke would be saying. Yeah. So their vision of government is more like this, you know, young, naive view of right. we all come together as people and then work for each other and help oh, each other. And it's like in a certain point, some people realize it's a path for power and then they yeah. start exploiting the system. So if you want to talk about the public good, I'm completely for you. Yeah. You know, if you say, hey, we're all going to band together and start a fire department, volunteer fire department. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's awesome. If you want to talk about the government, mm. we're usually referring to like corporate you know, style like uh, well-funded establishment, corrupt individuals. And then you get the Democratic establishment and the Republican establishment. And I think the only reason the Republican establishment is doing nothing is because they know if they go up against the Trump populist types, they lose whatever power they have. Mm -hmm. And so long as they feign actually resisting, they can obstruct. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the Democrat corporate, you know, corrupt, whatever, they're just literally trying to burn the whole thing down. 
Doesn't yeah. John Zemeric say that they're like the um, Washington Generals versus the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And then what's interesting, uh, one good friend of mine who, uh, he's still active duty, but he used to work as a legislative fellow. So he like worked for a staffer and he, he worked in the Senate. And one of the things he said, like really quickly, you notice know, he pointed out to me, he said it kind of as a joke and he's like, well, maybe not really. He's like, I can tell it's like, there's like a cabal between how, or between Senate Republicans and House Democrats. Right. Like they're kind of, you know, that what they're doing. And what's interesting, even within Congress itself is how, and he's not the only guy that told me about this is how a lot of the division isn't necessarily along party lines, like Republican Democrat. A lot of it's so much house and Senate, I, you know, I'm, he started the I'm testing maker. our new studio. We have a coffee maker and, uh, some new walking lines. Oh, so I've been bumping in front of you guys. Oh, nice, nice, nice. But I think the coffee's a little loud to do during the show. I don't I think I'm going to do so. that. Again. I don't actually think you can hear it on the mics. It's just like a maybe a late white hair noise, gurgling, maybe. Why know. are you drinking coffee at close to nine I'm a, p.m.? I'm a just nut <laughs> because I'm in a state of psychosis because the media is making me not understand what's real and what's fake. I think we're all experiencing a state of psychosis right now. I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't think we are. Well, I was looking up the definition of psychosis, and it's like when you don't know the difference between reality and and, yeah. and mm, fake, yeah. and like what I yeah. don't have. Like we're just talking about conspiracies. I don't know what's real. And what's not. Well, but there's a difference. Like, if you're someone who thinks that the birds are talking to you and you can't tell if you're imagining it or not, that's psychosis. Yeah, that's a danger. Yeah. If you're saying, like, I don't know whether or not this corporation has my best interests at heart. Like, I don't know if Rachel I, I, Actually, Maddow's I'm sorry. They honest. typically don't. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like if you can't tell the difference between, like, Rachel Maddow and news, you know, maybe there's some psychosis yeah. there, I guess. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm kidding, by the way. Like, if people are being kept ignorant, it doesn't mean they're crazy. It just means they're being manipulated. And so many people, like, you know, you know, guys in this room, like, especially you guys, it's like, following the news is your job, right? It's a yeah. huge part of your job. And a lot of folks are really into it. And it's kind of like they're passing high. But, you know, one of the things that and, and people were in the know, like, you guys are, like, super well known. But for there's so many folks out there where it's like, they might catch a little bit of the news, right? They might catch this. But it's like, they got, you know, uh, wives and husbands, kids, mortgages, jobs. And it's like, I don't have time for this. Like, a lot yeah. of folks don't realize, like, it's just, it's not a huge part of their like day. And when I talk to folks afterwards, like, Oh yeah, I got a couple of friends. Media did this, 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 you know, they don't know what we're talking about right. half the time. They really don't. I mean, and, and you know, maybe they're, and they're going to like vote if they vote, they're going to vote just, Oh, I grew up a Republican. Or, I grew up a Democrat. Da, 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 da. And then it backfires. Then yeah. they, they don't know who they're voting for. I think one of the things that's really good and, and one of the best benefits. And I still think why social media is like a net positive for society as a whole and and malice has said this so many times i think it's so true it's like it allows it allows the average person to call you know our elites out on their bs right like immediately like and very and it was a great example it was like just this whole thing happened with us like we turns out like some normal guys end up kind of breaking a story and we've got reporters calling us and also when they so when they start putting out press releases like oh no the fda said it's fine nothing happened or south like no 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 and if we didn't have social media we wouldn't have that like nobody would know Right. Nobody tell. And like, that's really, really good. Despite all the other problems of social media, which like massive flaws, which, right. which are there. So that's a huge thing, man. Just believing these, these talking heads. I think that's the one thing Viva Vendetta didn't have. Yeah. Social media. Mm -hmm. So people were just watching the news. Like, is this true? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, people just go on Facebook and Twitter and Rumble, Gab, whatever, YouTube, they'll post and people can see alternatives. Yeah. The establishment's Hopefully. trying to do its, doing everything in its power to make yeah, that the Hunter not Biden happen. laptop thing got that New York Post story got. Amazing. Basically muted by Twitter. Amazing. I just looked up the definition of psychosis, an abnormal condition of the mind that results in difficulties determining what is real and what yeah. is not real. Yeah. I think society is experiencing psychosis because of the sure. amount of media that's coming from all these different angles where they'll yeah. say, this, it's dangerous. No, it's not dangerous. 
it's good for you. It's bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. And their perception like, of reality is also being manipulated by the social media algorithms. And a lot of the perceptions that we see online are not the true perceptions of our reality as well. Yeah. And no, the voices sorry, that are talking may not be the most uh, important voices either, or the most, you yeah. know, they're conveying what the masses feel. I mean, to Tom's point, who has time, you know, as an average hardworking American to try to find source documents? Wait, even... wait, wait, wait. People work. So okay. <laughs> for, for, the, for those yeah. who do, for those yeah. who do, yeah. I mean, and it, it just takes so much time to do that. So who are you going to believe? And I think that's why, you know, people do latch on to conspiracy theories because they don't trust mainstream media. So wh- who do they trust? And that's in platforms like this. Maybe, I, maybe that's why cult worship is so popular right now. Why people get so latched onto an individual, like. Yeah, where they'll believe whatever that I like that guy. So no matter what he says, I'm going to follow him. Fauci. It's the, the, <laughs> the hope principle. They want some. They want some kind of hope. They want to latch onto somebody that they believe is telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, because a lot of times I'm in the same boat. I don't know, necessarily know what to believe. But there are times like this where yeah. we're talking to people who are actually flight attendants and pilots and air traffic controllers are telling us one thing. We're seeing what's coming out in the media, and we're like. That does not connect. Right. Yep. I was doing a lot of work on the border, as an example, with Border Special Operations Group. And the same people who were there when AOC went down there yeah. to visit you yeah. know, on the border, talking to the sector chiefs. I saw the same videos they showed the members of Congress, and it was night and day different. Wow. Yeah. And that's where I can say, I know that they're not telling the truth in this yeah. case. I got this tweet from Matthew Iglesias. He's uh, one mm. of the founders of Vox. He said, a lot of debates on here are people who are to the left of 98% of the public deciding that people who are to the left of 75% of the public are huge right-wingers, and it gets tiresome. Yep. He said, this is an interesting poll from last summer. Check this out. Vol- voters are, are less likely to view Biden as moderate than they were earlier this year. The ideal candidate, on a scale, they say one being very liberal, seven being very conservative, and four being right in the middle. The ideal candidate is slightly to the right. Wow. 4.2%, uh, 4.2 on the scale leaning conservative and they say trump is rated as a 5.7 and biden is a 2.8 now for a lot of people they'll look at biden 2.8 is closer to them mm-hmm. and if this is the case they'll probably find that direction however i think if you're paying attention to the news you'd realize that donald trump is actually substantially closer to moderate and they view him far right when he's not he's 1994 bill clinton right on yeah. paper yep yeah you know it's amazing like if you watch like state of the unions and stuff like that and you yeah. see like some of the speeches you're like uh he sounds a lot like uh, bill clinton sounds a lot like trump right there you know, on like immigration, crime, like all this stuff is amazing. I was like, it was actually really quite stunning. He's a New York liberal. Yeah. yeah. That's the craziest thing to me. And he ran as a conservative. And I think that that is part of what broke the Democratic Party. Yeah. All of a sudden they had no, they had no identity. Mm-hmm. But if, if the Republicans support helping the middle class and, you know, uh, you know, gay marriage or the Democrats. Have. Yeah. They had Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard and like they just ignored them. It was so crazy. I think it was just because business. Um, interests had control of the organization with Hillary Clinton's, you know, email scandal being, if if nothing else, the, the shining, you know, red light yeah. warning sign that something wrong was was going on. Yeah, and that was so much as well. Like, like that's one of the things the left like really latched onto was so much of this like you know fake. Well, it's not completely fake, but mostly fake issues of you know all the systemic this and the woke this, the social justice like, was just totally played up. And because, and then when they saw that, they saw that Occupy Wall Street, you know, that's where, Tim, that's where you, mm-hmm. you know, earned your chops, where you kind of yeah. really got started was, and God, what was that? That was 20 2011. Year? 10 years ago. 10, yeah, yeah. 20, that was 10 years ago, right? And that's where you really kind of got started, right? Where yeah, it like kind of got on the map? Is that, I mean. I started definitely? doing uh, a live streaming coverage. Yeah, One man. of the first people to actually do live streaming and commentary of these, these big newsworthy events. And yeah. the, the mainstream media loved it. Which was huge, man. It was huge. And oh, it was, yeah, but... and it was great. And, but things like, but it was during that time. 
where it's like, okay, we, you know, this economic stuff, right? Where all jobs, all stuff, and, and you know, at the same time, I think you had Peter Schiff up, you know, walk down there and he's like, hey, I am the one percent. He's like, hey, you're in the wrong city. Y'all need to go to D.C. That was like at least the argument he made. I was there when that happened. Oh uh, yeah, were you with Peter? Interesting. Ian was also down yeah. there. No so, kidding. Yeah, that was a, a big transitional shift. Yeah, that's where, we, uh, yeah. where I met Luke. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I do. You guys know each other that long. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. So from Occupy. Wow. Went there with Bill Ottman, and then we went to the after. It was like the brain trust where there was like 50 people sitting in a circle. And I like, was there for those. Okay. I didn't know you at that time, but yeah. you were there too. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, and it was, they were like, Mayor Bloomberg's, we got to take him out. We got to get him. He's a bad guy. And I'm like, I, I was like, you guys, you need to use him as an ally if yeah. you want to win this thing. And they're like, no, he's a bad guy. We got it. And I'm like, oh, these zealots. So yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. such Burn an exciting her. time. It was so <laughs> weird. I mean, it, you had so many random things. I mean, there was events where they people came down and gave free haircuts to to people who needed haircuts for free. Uh, there was celebrities coming down. Yeah. I, I remember uh, Rosie O'Donnell came down and she like found me. She's like, hey, I know you. And it was, it was so many other celebrities, so many other politicians, so many other people started the conversation mm-hmm. there. And, you know, you could say a lot of negative things about it as well. Sure. But but I think this was a shock to a lot of the establishment saying, whoa, 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 we have Obama as president. And these people are not happy with the way that the financial systems run with all the corruption it has. Yeah. Holy crap, we gotta invent social justice warriors. Exactly. Holy cow, we need some wokeness for these people so they fight each other instead of understanding how everyone else is screwing them over. And you guys are obviously, you and everyone else down there, it's like, that's kind of where you guys, you know, got started in a lot of ways, right? I mean, maybe, or like kind of put yourself on the map, which is huge, which also, by the way, very successful. Well, look at a pretty big channel back then. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, you did, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it was like, and now it's like, look, you guys now, like, that's awesome. And now, but things like the other side, the enemy class, they saw that and they responded quite frankly they responded i think very effectively yeah. for them from their perspective right and yeah. and i think they've been largely successful thus far however i think there's enough people out there that are starting to catch on you know a yeah. lot of folks are just like wait wait wait, wait. maybe they're full of it their, maybe. Their, their psyop could only work for so long yeah. until people realize at the end of the day that they're getting the 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 wrong end of the stick yeah and they're getting screwed over even more than they did before in 2011 yep uh but but again the divide and conquer agenda the wokeness i i think that has been deliberately upplayed in oh, yeah. order to get rid of this populist energy of being robbed i noticed one thing while we were down there at occupy was yeah. um bank of america across the street mm. they were like one all of a sudden one day they just started doing street construction right next to zuccotti park right it's loud all night it would be just massive construction mm-hmm. so it made me realize that the the vulnerability and centralization of a movement you do want to hold land to like protest but if you're going to centralize it that's it's just i don't think that's effective against the empire right now yeah Yeah. the big like decentralized currency seems like i'm surprised the u.s hasn't adopted decentralized currency yet Mm -hmm. if they want to if they want to an arm up on china let's go brandon that's that's a lot of comments that's about a lot of comments going on brandon Man, man. How about we go to Super Chats, everybody? If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we're going to have a members-only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m., as we always do, and that just means we get this massive library of content. You can go back and watch all these bonus segments with all these other people you know and love, and we're also going to be starting the new members-only show with the Tales from the Inverted World crew, but uh, Shane is actually flying to Georgia to track down lost Confederate gold for a long series of a bunch of crazy stories. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So we'll try and work that out and mm-hmm. uh, start getting those shows produced. But again, TimCast.com, smash the like button. Let's read some of these super chats. We got, oh, man. your mom says, just got my concealed carry today. Also, when is the cast castle getting a pet raccoon? I don't know, but Luke and I once went to a raccoon cafe. Yes, we did in <laughs> South Korea. We made a video about it. 
Well, like that was fun. Actual raccoons? raccoons? Yeah. They had a, in, in North Korea, they have different cafes that with different animals that you can interact with when you go buy tea. Were they cool? Yeah. They were pretty uh, interesting creatures. I always liked them. My parents yeah, they, were like, don't touch them. We did a live stream at a dog cafe. That was really <laughs> fun. And there was like 50 dogs in like Taking a dumps space everywhere. like this. <laughs> Yeah, jumping on tables and like oh, it, it was fun. You can Yo. buy dog treats and and raccoon oh. treats. Let me read this one. Woot do for you says all my local grocery stores here in Georgia have rotten produce on the shelves. Buckle up, folks. Hope you fellow beanie folk paid attention. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know we we we, we were. Uh, so there's so uh, I'm gonna say this not not a promo, but I'm gonna tell the context. So safeandreadymeals.com is one of the things that we 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 sometimes promote. I did a promo for them earlier today because I'm like, now more than ever, I genuinely think it's a good idea to have this stuff as emergency food. Augustin Farms, which is another big provider, on their website says they're no longer taking orders. Wow. And there's there's a letter circulating where some of their vendors got cut off completely. They were like, we're, we can't get the materials we need. And so I actually called them and asked them, and they said, that is just for some business clientele, like menu, like vendors or something, mm-hmm. that have been no longer, that, that they're cutting off service to for three months. And on their website, it says you cannot place orders, but they're like, you can go on other websites if you want to find it. And I'm like, yeah, like third parties. Yeah. So, you know, I talk about this emergency food stuff and people laugh. Now, now you're lucky if you can get it. What do you think? Prices are going up. Beans. Is that the best? The ultimate? Beans and rice. Mm -hmm. Rice. Yeah. Rice and beans. Hmm. Check this out. BN says friend's mom works for Southwest corporate. I asked her if she knows what's going on. Her response verbatim. Pilots are calling in sick since they can't legally strike because they are fighting the federal mandate. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Josh says new stream quality is legit. Can't wait to see more art in the studio. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the things Working we do. It. We do have a bunch of art. Um, we brought on some of the art. I, I'm really surprised we were able to get the studio up and running by today because I, I came in here like at four or like three o'clock or four. And I'm just like, I don't think we'll be ready by today. And then uh, we made it. We made it happen. Actually, maybe we didn't make it happen. Maybe we're literally just doing it. We're not ready. <laughs> I heard there's some feedback that it's too bright, which I could oh, okay. I could be down with dimming the lights maybe 20%, trying that tomorrow. I think it's something. our center lights. And then that there was a little bit of echo. So maybe we can put like sound right. damps. Yeah, people are we, saying I look like Casper the Ghost Hilarious. on the stream. Oh, you're uh, out I got a Twitter too. comment yeah. saying it, uh, the visual quality is much, much better. Yeah, we, so we increased. Great. Yeah, uh, no, so, it's good. It's, it's noticed. That's the point. You know? here's, here's the thing, though. Previously, we were streaming about two kilobits per second. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, two megabits per second. Jeez, two Wow. <laughs> two megabits per second, <laughs> which, uh, uh, you know, limits quality. Now we're at 10. Ooh. But that oh. means... You know, we, like we have backups and emerg- mm-hmm. we, we, if we have to hit one of our connection backups, satellite or other land, land where the quality will drop along with it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Tim, if I may, uh, may I read a super chat from my fiance? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Natalie writes, Bosco keeps getting confused when he hears his dad on TV. <laughs> That's our, uh, our golden retriever. So oh, Bosco, guys, follow at Bosco Sour is a handsome little, uh, golden retriever about year old. Anyways, but he can hear me on TV. So hey, Bosco. Good Aww. job, Bosco. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's on TV. It's good. Thanks, yes. babe. Cajun Red says you've got some feedback and squealing on the audio. Oh man, we tried switching on our mixer board, we trying to everything. figure out what was going on with the, because we're using an analog connection to the computer. We're getting mm-hmm. interference. And so we tried using a USB, a USB uh, um, workaround, didn't work. So we just tried doing a, a thicker, better cable, and then eventually we, we put a filter on it. So if you're hearing squealing, like it was worse before. We all we were talking about maybe using the other studio up until about seven fifteen, and then we we're like, let's we're committed. We well, because be, because we, if we don't do it, then we don't solve it. Yep. Right. So on I our like on our monitors, everything sounds perfect. Yeah. But the output, something's happening to. 
So we didn't learn this until we started trying to do it. Now we're going to have the audio recording. We're going to go in. We're going to try and isolate what it is. And then by tomorrow, it should be worked out. But if you're if you're too scared to move forward because you don't know what the problems you're going to have are, then you're never going to move forward. So. Paralyzed. That's why I got that coffee midstream. Yep. But uh, also, I'm, I'm, a lot of people are mentioning that they don't they don't hear it. That I guess when we're talking, you can't really hear it when there's quiet periods. It you know comes through. Well, I guess we're never quiet. So Nicholas <laughs> Kuzmik says, if Luke is a vagrant T-shirt vendor, he would fit right in around Seattle. Hey, mention us once in a while. I live rurally in uh, Washington, and our state is blue flu. Interesting, mm. really. Mm. Woe Man says, y'all look amazing for your information. Thank you very much. Mm. Very good. Thank you. All right. Delhi Oplis says, Robo Biden 2024, dead or alive, you're coming with me to the thing. Like, anyway, uh, <laughs> that you you like to be able, uh, whatever. <laughs> Man, that that whatever from Biden was like, oh. the, mo- like the worst. Anything. When was this? Whatever. Yeah, remember when he was talking and he was like, you know, we got to, you know, work together. Uh, whatever. Oh, I oh, you remember yeah, that one? Yeah. He yeah, was just yeah. like, his brain went. Doop. I saw a Twitter video of him from like the late nineties and him today. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was sharp back in the day. He was supposed to be. He was. he was like anti-authoritarian yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, at least he, he's he talked about like the freedom of the individual. I think he was all about whatever kept him in office. Yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah. I think that's what he was. Junk trash. About. It worked. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, it's amazing. But yeah, it, it is actually just really scary. You see that and you're like, oh man. And, and it's also get to the point where it's like, how can anybody deny this? Even his own folks, you mm-hmm. know, it just, come on guys. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. That's why I still think Trump's got a shot. I really do. I mean, like it or not. I think that's what, I think it, something really might happen there. This is interesting. Stephen Faber says the reason why they said weather is because federal law says if the flights are delayed for any other reason, the airline must get hotels. We oh, talked about no. that. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I've I've been delayed. Lots of times I've been delayed for weather. Happened. They're like, sorry, act of God, you know, force yep. majeure. Like, sorry, but guys. But them, they got to put you up. Right, and they'll wait for any little excuse. Yeah, correct. But can then there's a class action suit in waiting now because they lied about the weather, or is that can that be? Confirmed? I think it's pretty tough to do. I mean, I'm, I, I I suppose it's possible. Yeah, but I mean, I think that might be a tough one. I mean, they've already got some lawsuits coming. They're gonna deal with anyways. But why not yeah. pile on? You'd think it would be tough to lie about the weather too, but apparently not. The union is suing them now about the yeah. vax mandates. Oh, All right, we got one from Tak Fuji. Luke, I've been following you, and we are changed for like 15-ish years, and you've never responded to a comment of mine. I don't think they were such weak sauce. They never deserved a reply, LOL. No, Luke, we puke. Mm-hmm. I try to read as many comments as I can, and uh, I appreciate the comments. That's, but, that's uh, not true. I remember okay. the other day, Luke was talking about Tak Fuji, and he was like, the Tak Fuji guy. <laughs> he gets, I get so mad when I see him. I'm never responding <laughs> to that comment. Sure. All right. He forced my hand. Yep. <laughs> Poxa says Newport News Shipyard has has 11,000 workers and management fighting the jab. We have three commissioned aircraft carriers and three subs yep. at NNS right now. Real bad. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those are national assets. You think about that, right? Like an aircraft, like a commissioned aircraft carrier or nuclear submarine. And it's like they can't and they need to work on them. Like those things are, you know, it's not like a, you know, Honda Civic where you just like leave it alone, just hop, pop in. Those things, those are incredibly labor intensive. Takes a lot, a lot, a lot of skilled labor. And it's like NNS at Norfolk Naval Shipyard, right? Like it's not, I mean, guys, that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. So it's scary. Our, our military readiness is not nearly as good as we might advertise, by the way, mm-hmm. in general. Unreasonably angry says, hi guys. I ordered my first AR and it's coming in on Friday. Ooh. Luke, would you have recommendations for iron sights? Also, let's go, Brandon. Yes. Well, red dots are usually a lot more better, but it's good to practice, have a lot of fun, and uh, just just you know look up how to use it to get training and uh, have fun with it. All right, let's see what we got here. Reverend Reverend C 
says Eric July has a new project launching in comics. He's going to create culture for future generations. When he makes his announcement for his comic, you could bring him on and talk comics and politics. Love the new set, guys. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Comics, yeah, he's that'd great. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sending us love, saying uh, a new studio looks awesome. Joseph Asturo says, Tim, invest in a lint roller for your beanie for the camera. <gasps> Tim Castirel is the freshest breath of air I get all day. Thanks for all you guys do. You're I will welcome. I will get a, a lint roller. Thank you for the advice. <laughs> I love you for that comment. We have one, yeah. Mm. It's a fresh breath right. comment. Mm-hmm. Let's see. GG Player says, Tim, I don't really like the new studio. Unlike the last one, it doesn't distinguish you as the host of the podcast. Actually, it looks like Luke is the blank. Blank? Blank? The blank? I don't know, Luke. Leader. It's because he has that wide shot. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Luke wants to be zoomed out. It's only a matter of time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Root cast <laughs> IRL. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Now we know. Let's grab some good uh, super chats. James Nelson says the angles of the cameras is a bit jarring. Looking down on everyone, Tim no longer seems to be looking into the camera. Uh, I do sometimes. But just yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, but there were there were periods during when like you know I'll look more in the camera, but you know we're we're, we're getting in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost Crusader says, "Hey Tim, think about having a chat on your site for members to chat." Absolutely good idea. We've been we've been talking about implementing that, but we're trying to do a mobile app first, um, and then I think we're gonna have a site wide chat so people on the chat are in a, there's gonna be an active chat room. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Aiden Moss says, hey, Tim, it's my dad's birthday. He is turning 27 as a huge fan. Keep up the awesome content. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Nice. Quincy Burke says, I'm getting fired fired from uh, I'm getting fired from my job. Great benefits and a six-figure salary all over mandates. I joined the Army National Guard at 17, and I've been serving my country in some capacity for 24 years, and now I'm being betrayed by it. Jeez. Nice, man. Sorry. All right. We got Christopher Bell. He says, New York Union operating engineer who lives on Long Island. I quit and will go back if and when the mandate is gone. Wow, man. Very good. Mike, <laughs> Mr. Hunt, first name Mike, says, <laughs> Tim Cass gang, if you have Snapchat, look at the snap map in Taipei, Taiwan. You can see military vehicles and equipment massing on the streets. Do you think this could go nuclear? I signed up with Fortitude Ranch, thanks to you. Very cool. Mm. They're a recreation and survivalist uh, community. So you can go out there, and they've got a shooting range, and there's a dog and roosters. It's a whole lot yeah. of fun. But what do you guys think? Nuclear over Taiwan? I don't think so. It right? could, but... I Th- there was a time where we would have, where at least threatened, like I said, that was the first time we ever actually threatened to nuke anybody, and that was Eisenhower. But like these days, I don't think so, because, well, at least at that time in the 50s, like the China wasn't nuclear capable. But right now, it's like, no, they can, you know, they they, they can hurt us a lot, too. I, I think any sort of a nuclear exchange, and actually, frankly, Colin was on a nuclear ballistic missile submarine. That's what he did for a living, like a like an apocalypse you know, submarine where it had what twenty four missile tubes. I think it, like if it was its own country, it would have been the fifth most powerful country in the world. Wow. An Ohio class submarine. The thing carries what twenty what twenty four missiles, eight warheads per missile. You know better than I do. Well, we'll wow. have to look it up online. Wow. I'm not sure what's published. Yeah, there we go. That's a good answer. Good so answer. I'll say that. But whereas <laughs> you were counter nuke, I guess that makes me pro nuke. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah. imagine there's just nuclear submarines all over the west coast of the U.S. that are Chinese waiting, and then a bunch of American ones on the east coast of so, China. So the waiting. way that works, like in general terms, like the and since you can't talk about Colin, so this is what I read online, right? Where it was where where you know for the fleet, you have your attack submarines, and they operate with the fleet. Right, they're there to protect that and to do all their missions. I but then you have the ballistic missile submarines, where like they don't operate with anybody. They're alone. There's a platform, 
They're supposed to go out alone. They must punch a hole, go out for late night, and they just cruise and stay hidden. They stay quiet, and they're just there to wait for the call that nobody wants. So we always have submarines on both oceans, and we don't even know exactly where they are. We, we'll we don't know where our own submarines are. Large yeah. swaths of the ocean will be operating. Yeah. But the whole idea there is strategic deterrence. So if another country chose to take out our entire nation, there's nothing left, we would still be able to strike back. Yep. Wow. wow. That's the whole purpose behind it, that whole nuclear triad and second strike capability. Or they call it a second strike, and everyone has that. That's why, it, that's why that exists. And so, like, right now, they'll say it's like, oh, yeah, there's a USS, you know, Alabama or whatever. It's operating, you know, I'm just making this up, like, in the northern Pacific Ocean. And, like, that's literally, what, like, the only people who know exactly where they are are the people on the boat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, as far as military technology, there's weapons that are stronger and bigger than nuclear weapons that we don't even know about yet. Like a well, sonic weapon. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think they realized a long time ago just vaporizing something isn't necessarily the best thing. Like like Ian was saying, yeah. if you want to control it, you don't want to blow it up. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. There's better ways. And if you blow it up, you're well, especially with the nuclear stuff, you're going to blow yourself up. Yep. yep. We got Bruno Bronowski says, please be inclusive and stop saying mandate. It's a vaccine they did. <laughs> <laughs> Woman date. See what you did there. Woman date. All right, let's see. Seth Adam Smith says, big idea for the team at TimCast, start your own version of SNL. Invite people like Ryan Long, J.P. Sears, and others to send in original sketches for a weekly comedy show. It would be hilarious, and it would smoke the competition. Mm. That is correct. Dude, it would. I was just talking to Andreas about that, and Chris wants to do that, too. Um I, I, the first thing I thought was that would be so hot on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That would be so hot. Even if it was on the vlog channel, Thursdays at six is like a different show on that channel. Yeah. It could be live. You could do a live show, a live we, sketch comedy show. Or we were talking about that last year, getting all the top like alternative comedians and making one show with it. And that's just, a big yeah, budget, even like, huge budget and huge investment and huge time. Like goofy can skits you, can that you we do. Something like that. Definitely. If it's a You'd project, have to do a give, yeah. send, go though. Mm -hmm. But like goofy skits around here, it's we have such good cameras and audio that we could pull off. It would look pro. It would look like a big budget. Well, thing. We, we've definitely had plans for doing comedy sketches. For yeah. sure, we, we we already do. We do the animations on the on the Cast Castle vlog. If you guys have seen it, mm -hmm. where Kent animates these really silly things. The best one is probably when Ian picked up the Alex Jones mushroom mm. that was screaming, yeah. and it was just Alex Jones screaming and saying <laughs> weird things, and then Ian's all excited to find his mushroom. <laughs> so uh, that was awesome. But yeah, people love that stuff. And so we definitely, we got a bunch of crazy idea for good sketches we're going to be doing. So, all right, let's see. We got Sean Casey says 41 minutes into this cast. And I, I see Luke has you all at sword point. Wink <laughs> twice and wink once if you need help. Yeah. Why, why does Luke have a sword? Why don't I have a sword that? is a real question. <laughs> why don't It was you sitting it? here when I got here. I got it from a video game, from a game store. Yeah. It's a nice blade. Oh, at least it looks great. nice. Yeah, it's, well. it's, it says like something like the seven demon souls or something. I don't mm, know. A sacred promise or something like that. Shiny. And then we also have the, the Link's master sword over there on the wall. Yeah. It, well, leaning up against the wall. It, it's not, it, not that's what that was. That's like one of three swords from the samurai set. Is that right? I have no idea. It's like no the idea. short, there's a short one, the no, medium one, and a long that's one. That's too long. I, that's, that's like <clears throat> some, somebody made a, a sword and <clears throat> they were like, this is cool. And you know, it's just, you know, mm -hmm. you get it at a, a store that sells anime dolls. <laughs> All right, let's see. Hmm. Fango Krusk says, Taiwan produces 60% of the semiconductors for the entire world. Mm. Wow. Are they getting all that, all the materials from mainland China? I don't know. Great question. Don't demasculate my sword. It's a beautiful weapon. <laughs> it's pretty sharp. All right, mm. let's see. Wreath Nelson says, any ideas for me to promote with no social media presence? Anyone else I could hit up? 
GiveSendGo.com campaign standalone. Uh, I don't know. I know that what we're, we're, we're actually setting up a newsletter. So we're going to have like a weekly newsletter of yeah. our stories and our, you'll, you'll get like a list of like our, we do five shows a, you know, a week. Sure. So we'll have our list of guests and then we'll have the articles that we think are important. One thing I gotta say, like at least as a, as a business owner, one thing that I get a ton of is, I mean, it's not social media, but it's email marketing. And like a lot of times I'm, I spend half time, I wake up in the morning and I'm going through email. It's like delete, delete, delete. Okay. I don't need this. Don't need it. And then, but every once in a while we actually got one. We're good. Like talk like, Oh, this might actually be helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Reply. Yeah, we'll have a meeting. We'll, we'll do that. That actually might work. But like, I think email marketing, it's not social media. Like, I think it can actually be pretty effective. And you, the thing is, you got to buy those email addresses, right? And that's what all those companies, when, they, when you sell your data, oh, just fill out the form of your email address. Well, I guess that your email address and your data just got, right? I, I think that's one. I'd say that's the email marketing. Dog Water Actual says, I'm a charter pilot. Most pilots are blue collar, freedom lovers who won't stand for unjust decree on the public. And private sides of aviation. Mm. My friends in Southwest have a lot to say. Does cast team need a pilot on board? Hit me up. Mm. You know what we want to get? I forgot what they're called, but they're like, it's like a hang glider. But then it's also got a fan on the back. And you like sit in a basket and just like fly away. Yeah, little paragliders, I think they're called. They're called Mm -hmm. paragliders? Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a bad one. It's one thing when you talk about Southwest especially. is We're talking about this. I think we talked downstairs with Andreas is how it seems though and this is like our anecdotal unscientific only there's a survey on it but i think it's a safe assumption where if you look at southwest airlines started in texas right where do they fly where are all the hubs red states they have a disproportionate number Mm. of prior military pilots compared to the other airlines i would wager that and this is again not data but it's like it makes sense that the vast majority of a higher proportion of southwest pilots lean right or at least at the very much very much are you know freedom loving and against this, and that's why I think you see such a higher number of Southwest pilots, right? Who are you know anti vat you know not anyway anti jab, whatever you want to call it, mandate, right? Man- anti mandate. Excuse me, yeah, yeah, that's actually that that is a more appropriate word. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons why you see that, and you see this pushing back is because I think that Southwest uh, pilots are yeah much much more right leaning. I think that's where you're seeing this right now. I think mm-hmm. it's a safe assumption. Why this is cheaper? Oh. Well, okay. I mean, that was the model. I'd say another point we didn't bring up that's probably worth noting is the fact that there's real risk for pilots. So if yeah. there are adverse effects, even yeah. if the risk is small, there's a chance they might not be able to fly again. These yeah, are myocarditis. guys who take a, um, a physical every six months. And if there is any chance of something happen, they lose their career. Yeah. You bl- get a blood clot, something like that or anything yeah. like that, where it's like, and it's like you're never flying ever again, even for fun. Wow. Like that's it. So like that's the, like that's a real risk. Yeah. And they don't do that. And so that's why they're pushing back. Destroyer Lord says, Tim, what are your thoughts on having doctors on your show? I've been following Dr. John Bergman for several several years, a chiropractor in Huntington Beach, California. He is well-informed and one of the best doctors, in my opinion. My church has also been also been doing studies on COVID with Dr. Peter McCullough. Um, we've had doctors on the show. Um, we have, yeah. Chris Martinson is one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's prosperity. Great. Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. And I'm not familiar with those doctors, but... Uh, Stephen you know. Colbert is a doctor. I think, what? He got his, his doctorate from a college... <laughs> They just gave it to him. Honorary. Double check so that. He's yeah, not that honorary. kind of doctor. Oh, no, he's not that kind of doctor. Jill, Jill Biden. Biden. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Jill Biden it. doctor. Yeah. Social exiliety says cyber attack Toyota America. My dad works at one of the Toyota plants, and I just heard that they are being held for a $25 million ransom, or they will sell employee info. It is being investigated. They believe they are in Australia. Have till end of week to pay. I haven't, I haven't, have you guys heard anything about that? I don't know if that's true. Is that true? I mean, there's probably a lot more ransom attacks than we even know about, especially with the NSA toolkits being released to the general public somehow mysteriously. 
Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if that news is true, but a lot of it is being not reported because they don't want the Streisand effect on the, um, uh, on these yep. particular attacks to go out there. And they also don't want, especially if it's a big company, they don't want their shareholders yeah, to know that exactly. like, that happened. That's a, that's, a, that's a huge one as well. A lot of the companies are just uh, paying off the ransoms a lot yeah. of the times. We have a, uh, we have a friend, a partner we worked with her, former company. Yeah, they got hit by ransomware, and I think it was just like, yeah, everything was locked up. They couldn't do anything. It was a healthcare company. you know. There's, and uh, I think it was like 150 grand. Just it's almost grand part of doing market. business now. There's ransom insurance, and companies buy yep. it as a cost of doing business. They've got that, just yeah. like... If you're operating in Mexico, you get kidnap insurance. And, yeah. And actually, the ransom insurance companies are the ones that negotiate with whoever um, committed the attack. It's wow. crazy. Makes All right, sense. let's see. Busted Knuckle says, Tim, as a certified septic waste tech, I loved your poo segment. <laughs> if you want someone who does that, would Metalwork Livestock Care, security, or moving a heavy box, would a resume be a good move? Yes. Uh, to jobs at timcast.com. With the new uh, Freedom stand that we're setting up, that might be a job we need filled. And, um, we're also, I want, I would like everyone to know that chicken city is, is being built and it's nearing completion. It should be done this week over there. Yeah. yeah. We're, it's a, it's a big chicken run and they're building a sewer system. This is the, we're going to have a, so they're the, the dude who's building it has been reading up on chickens. And so the, the chickens always, they, they like to sleep roosting on these, you know, on bars on mm-hmm. elevated. And so he's creating like a plastic slope that goes beneath it. So when they all take their dumps, it falls into a pipe mm-hmm. that nice. when it rains, the water just washes over it and pushes it all out the back. Nice. Just, you know, draining it and cleaning it out. Sure. Self-cleaning system. Wow. And then we're doing a big gravity feeder so we can just pour the food into the bag, cap into a, into a pipe that feeds. Yeah, we used to have one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were great. It's yep. the same team that built this studio. That's correct. Doing great job. Ooh. You guys, excellent work. Fantastic, fantastic very, work. Very versatile. We're mm-hmm. building a new house right now, and I think the primary driver for that is my wife wants chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Mm-hmm. They're so right dumb. How many are you going <laughs> to get? We've got a... I don't know, but we've thought of names. Um, uh, <laughs> Colonel yes. Sanders, yes. Um, Kung Pao. We have yeah. uh, I we, we have one chicken named Margaret Hatcher. Oh, wow. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're having a problem. Um, of the original cast of Chicken City, Katarina is being beaten by the other chickens. Oh, no. Yeah, and, and we were warned that you know if it gets worse, we have to remove. Yeah. Katarina, otherwise she'll die. Yeah. Oh no! You guys haven't had any any like cockfighting and stuff out here. They used to have that back back in the day, way out here. We 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 not we cocks yet. We have right. uh, uh, I think four four babies. Okay. So Roberto had babies, and mm-hmm. four of them out of the I think what do we have uh, eight are mm-hmm. dudes. Okay. Maybe we could dudes. send um the chicken. What's her name? That's getting Katarina getting busted yeah. up to Daniel Turner. He had mentioned maybe doing a chicken oh, swap yeah. one day. Yeah, but he wanted to do a rooster swap. Oh, definitely. Oh. No, I think I think once we uh, set up the space, mm-hmm. we're going to have a separated area. Yeah. So that there's actually like... Quarantine. Oh. Yeah, because we have three separate flocks now because we had babies at different times and they weren't raised by the parents. Mm-hmm. And they're, we can't introduce them to each other. Yet. Like they, yeah, they, they They've been introduced, so the, but they fight. Once, yeah. once the first batch are a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. the other problem is Roberto's son, Roberto Jr. Mm-hmm. No, they're not going to get along. No. You know, Roberto Jr. is going to be like, get out of the way, Dad. Start placing bets. Yeah. Start placing bets. No, it's illegal. I know. <laughs> I know it's very illegal. Yeah. No, we, don't, we, we, we like them both. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Actually, one of the weird things, like, I, I, I didn't even know anything about this, but, like, it came in my head, and I thought it was just hilarious and crazy. I spent a lot of time, you know, in Southeast Asia. I spent, uh, when I was in the Philippines, um, I'm sure you probably spent some time out there, is what blew me away was they televised cockfighting. It was like a... Wow. Yeah. And it was like, it was like kind of well-produced. And they would have like 50 matches in an hour. I mean, it was like, because they're quick. 
Right, and they put like blades and spikes Whoa. on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's serious. Were they finishing off the other roosters? Yeah, because yeah. that thing when it, when he wow. goes in, it's like you win or you die. Because a lot of times they'll both quite often they'll both die. Right when it goes wow. on, and it was so intense. And then what blew me? I'm like, we're watching this, and they actually have like winner, and it was almost like play like a Mortal Kombat at the end. It was so weird. And boy, and, and then they play like Bruce Lee, which, which I'm like, wow, winner. And we're I'm I'm watching this with our friends like we're at a hotel in Manila, and we're just like, what is going on? <laughs> and then what made it even crazier is they had commercials during the break selling chicken steroids. <laughs> Where it's like this guy, he's like, he's heading my, these are my champion chickens. Whoa. And he's got my sup, the supplements, the Filipino guy, he's got my chicken, all these trophies behind him. And he's like, still, he's like, buy, you know, wow, you know, trend balone for chickens or whatever <laughs> it is. Like, buy, buy, and it was just like, wow, it was like a whole industry to watch. I'm like, wow. this is amazing. Yeah. And they can't eat them because they're all pumped full of drugs. <laughs> the Philippines is wild. It is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Different place. It is amazing. Were you in Manila? Uh, yeah, Manila and I, Manila was, too. was wild. Yeah. I mean, it was a great place, but it's like, I can only take it. Like, I was like, okay, after a week or so at a time, like, give me the hell out of I here. needed to leave. Yeah. 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 Uh, the yeah. pollution and just uh, traffic. Oh, it was wow. bad. Yeah. yeah. We got, we got a super chat from Rita Ho. She says, here are some facts from a Taiwanese. Me. Taiwan was colonized by Spain, Holland, and Japan, but no UK. Mm. We have no tunnels. Uh, more than 80% of people want to remain status quo, not part of China, not claim independence as Taiwan. Very few want to be part of CCP. You have Hong no Kong. tunnels that you know of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for the fact check. Yeah, yeah. Hong Kong was the UK. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Jordan VT08 says NPR wrote a critique of Chappelle's new stand-up, and they say Dave used white privilege to express yeah. transphobic oh, thoughts. Mm-hmm. So Dave Chappelle is white privilege. Yeah. Whatever they disagree with, they make race part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle is. Um, this may be surprising, but he's a black man. Mm. Oh. And he made a skit, uh, a skit about the the black KKK yes. member that is literally turning to, in, into reality because yeah. of NPR. Yeah, and that's where I think we're part of it. Like, <laughs> so many people like, ah, oh, you know, the the woke folks, that's, yeah, they're imploding, they're imploding a cave, and it's like. Yes, I think they are, but I think it's good. They're going to get a lot worse before it, get, before it gets better. It's going to get a lot crazier, I think. We got an important one. Yes, sir. Phoenix 499 says, spin the UFO. <gasps> it's spinning. <laughs> get ready for this, Lydia. You got me on, you have me on camera? On. Uh, hold on. I got to Let me see here. You give Lydia a few seconds to cue that what? camera It's up. one camera with multiple angles, so you can't just... There you go. Yeah, okay. Oh, you pressed the wrong one. No, I did push the wrong one. No surprise there. Ooh, you guys can watch. Here we go. Woohoo! Spinning it for you, baby. Where'd I you like guys this get new that? UFO. The UFO? Yeah. I got an ad for it on Instagram. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And it was like hovering Bluetooth speaker, and I was like, that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, it's a speaker? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wire, it's wirelessly charged Bluetooth speaker. Heck, yeah. The UFO makes noises. Uh, it's going to look good in the dark, too. Oh. Yeah. I wonder how many of those things we sold by having that on the show and spinning. Hopefully a few. I UFO. love that thing. Oh, you got to get a promo code? No. No. It's no. Fine. <laughs> not we are not sponsored by the UFO company. Maybe we should be. Maybe we should make our own. Yeah. Our own UFO. With chickens on it. Very nice. Spin the chicken. Mm-hmm. We also have these little little bowls that that are, have yeah. like a wooden platform. They spin. We yeah. got to bring the bowls back now that we have yeah. a wide shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we have room for all this stuff. Yes. All right. Corey Ghani says, "Retired Air Force, left my job with Washington State due to the mandate. Our state employee union did nothing to support us. Running for Olympia City Council, combating the failed woke policies of our current council. Very great to hear, man. Stand up, uh, stand up for what you believe in, and hope you hope you're victorious." Hmm. All right, let's see. What is this? Someone said AOC spying with app for teachers. What is that about? Interesting. I'll Has anyone that seen up. that? I will look it up. Spin mm. that UFO. All right. Mm. 
Cornelius Buttknuckle says Ian's superpower is his ability to correctly yet somehow inappropriately use a word. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a great superpower. I like that. Yeah. Vanessa Stoller wants me to stop holding onto the mic. Never. I am holding it <laughs> very tightly. Night. Jack Muth says, for those that want to get out of the city, USDA has a home loan program where you can get a 100% financed home loan yep. up to 38 years. You can use these funds to buy or build a house in a rural area. Is that true? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Stealing, yeah. I think I should do that. USDA loan for mm-hmm. a house yeah, in a rural area? I have heard that, yeah. Why isn't why, why don't people do that? I want to look that up. We'll get more info. We have no. a lot of people that were trying to relocate for work. Yeah. Get it. There you go. Buy a house. You know, I got I, I got to say, there's so it. much stuff out there. It's one thing as far as like opportunity. People think the jobs are like, look, I'm not a finance guru. He's sitting next to me. But the thing is, is one thing I do know for sure is like, you know, say what you want about the times, but like the world is flush with cash mm-hmm. and there are tons of people and there are tons of like programs. I'm not big on like big government programs, but like the SBA aside before PPP is an amazing program. Some of the stuff you can do and how you can get like, you know, federally guaranteed money and all that. And like, I mean, you're not a big government guy, but there's some really good stuff in like USDA loans, VA loans. If you're ever in the service, you get a VA loan. But if you're not like USDA has great programs. And even then there's like a lot of stuff out there. So like you just have to know where to look. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Especially yeah. with the SBA right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Take longer. Sure. But it's there. Is it possible you take out a huge loan to buy a house that then the economy crashes, the house house becomes worth a tenth of what it was worth, and they won't take that cash anymore to pay it back, and then they seize the house back from you? No, that's the opposite. They want you to pay back the – let's say it's a $100,000 house. You get a loan for $100,000. Now the, the house collapses and it's worth – you know, like the, the economy collapses, it's worth ten grand. They just look at you and say, I don't care about a ten grand house. I want $100,000 back. Yeah, we didn't loan you the house. We loaned you the money. But you think right. they'll still take cash? Or what, is, could it get to a point where they're like, we're not taking U.S. dollars anymore? For the federal government, I doubt, if it's coming from like a federal loan or a federally backed loan, probably it's they're, they're, they're pretty straight stick about it. You know, but there's other stuff out there. There's tons of stuff out there. Um, hey, if I may, real quick, Tim, there's a, I did get a message here from a fellow EOD guy, guy yep. I worked with deployed, same unit I was at, Jack, and it's interesting. So, uh, I'll remove his last name, but hey, Adam, uh, hey, Adam, uh, from Platoon 501 back in 2011, 2016. Cool seeing you on Timcast today. And it really hit home. I work for a small weapons testing company in Ohio now, and I found out today I'll be fired if I am not vaccinated by December 8th. Wow. Looks like it's time for a career change. Mm-hmm. Hoo-yah. And he said, well, hey, Adam. Yeah, man. Um, reach out to me again. Uh, let's talk. But yeah, I mean, that, that's an example. I know so many people. And I got a member wow. of my family. Travel to. There's tons of folks out there where they're like, hey, I'm just not doing this. And I got to say, for the folks who aren't making a ton of money, the folks who don't have assets, you know, like real assets, you know, like that's a that's a tough thing to do, man. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. Especially if you got kids, something like that. Man. It yeah. seems like the time to build a new industry. This has been on my mind to build this graphene factory that just sucks car- carbon out of the air and makes graphene, you know, puts it on copper, palladium alloy or something where you can like make 50 different companies with 99 employees each and then yeah. hire all these people that are losing their jobs. Find somebody to invest. Get funded. Yeah. Cause the people will invest in that because you need it- a lot of money for something mm-hmm. like that though. Well, my friends, if you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and go to timcast.com because we're going to have a members only segment coming up around 11 or so PM. So definitely become a member. And thanks for hanging out. We're, we're live, of course, Monday through Friday. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Uh, Tom, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, uh, I can't believe it's already 10 o'clock yet. <laughs> I'm honestly tired. I need a good, good night's sleep. So I'm probably going to use promo code POSO to get a uh, good night's sleep. He made me do that. He's like, oh, I got to do it. He's like, I got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, hey, uh, thank you very much. I just want to say, yeah, uh, at Thomas B. Sauer uh, on Twitter. And also, uh, owner, uh, we owners of Miramar Recovery in, uh, Orange County, uh, miramarrecovery.com. And also, especially if you're a veteran, you're in the Western United States, you or somebody you know needs help, go ahead and reach out to your VA provider and they can talk to us. Right on. 
Thank you, Tom, guys. Tom, you want to shout anything out? Nope. Just if you want to reach out to me, reach out to Tom. There you oh, go. Right on. Now, uh, I don't usually like to uh, toot my own horn here, oh. but I, I am very <laughs> particularly happy with the offensive meme that I posted today on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter under Luke We Are Change. Luke We Are Change. Go definitely check it out. And I release YouTube videos on We Are Change. Uh, Lydia, can you cue up that wide shot? I um, can try. And if you, if after Tim gives the final outro, maybe you can click over that wide shot because I, I think I that's going to look that. really cool. Yeah, I can totally do that. Bye, everyone. I'm Ian Crossland. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll air credits. Yeah, Have a nice night. Yeah. Love you. Thanks for coming. Great to see you guys. For now, this camera is me while I get it figured out. Thank you guys for tuning in in our new studio. I'm loving it. Please bear with me as I get used to all of these buttons. Let me see if I can do the wide shot. Look at that. Oh, snap. It automatically Look at that. just zooms out. I love it. And then you can see in the TV screen, everyone's super chats. Oh, yeah. We're on the subscriber portion now? Are we, is that where we're at right now? Mm. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to record the members only segment okay. for everybody, and that'll be up around 11 or so p.m. So thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all there. Cool. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.